President Bacalis, SKD Boss, Dad, can you not hear that? Nope. Can't hear a thing. SKT boss three time number award winner Right. Sing along there. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Come on. Goomba. 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 They dug the hole. That was a Freeman HKD with Gomba. My man's was killing it on Saturday. Yeah. The three Pete. That was impressive. That was impressive. Shout out to Freeman, uh, one of the major winners at the Nama Awards that we were at. In uh, we'll discuss more about it, of course, when we uh, when we get to the awards. But yeah, man, shout out to Freeman. You know, I don't know, and you, you know what? You know what he did also. He had this whole aura about him on the day. Did you see? Like he had this whole like I'm the guy aura. I thought that was cool. I don't know. So I was also. I just these Namas. Which we'll get to later. I, I'm not in the best of spaces right now. It, apparently, our listeners have, have caught on to it. Philip, you, <laughs> this, is, this has been the case for a very, very long time. Guys, well, I live in Zim. I don't know what you're going to do. But anyway, so I, I literally just pitched up. Um, so I went with Lady K because Lady K was around. She actually um, hit me up because she, she, she keeps coming in. And she's always like, yo, Phil, let's hang out. In fact, we should call her later. Um, and then... If you, don't, if you don't, she lives far. And I'm just like, yeah, you might as well just be in Joburg because I'm not driving that far. Nah. And then on Saturday, she was like, yo, I'm free. Um, let's link. And I was like, actually, I've got next trip to the Namas. Do you want to come through? She's like, ah, without a doubt, I'll be there. So we went to the Namas. So literally, I arrived, got there late because of traffic, uh, walked in, sat down. I was chilling with XQ for a bit. XQ went to deliver an amazing performance. After the awards, I literally walked out. Said I had a couple of people, and I was out. So I didn't really, I didn't really get to hang with a lot of peeps. But I, I saw you were mingling. You were mingling. In fact, we'll, we'll come to it. We'll come to it later because there's also the hard launch weekend. How, how did the hard launch go? No, there? excellent. Everything launch? was excellent. Look, we're gonna get into more details about the Nama Awards later on the show. So make sure you stay tuned. <laughs> Is that a teaser? Don't touch that dial. <laughs> Don't touch that dial if you want to. We'll hear be back story. right after this. <laughs> All right, but hey, I did C- promise. Crims at this point, uh, Crims at this point, what you need to do is you need to take audio from the future. And then cut it and then put a little teaser here. <laughs> no, so don't do that. Like, <laughs> Crims, don't do that. <laughs> this is a podcast, okay? Not a... <laughs> <laughs> After the break. <laughs> this is not Philip DeFranco on YouTube or something. Relax. Okay. First of all, first of all, I did promise that I wanted to start episodes with classic memes. And you know what, Phil? I heard the outcry. I heard the outcry that a lot of memes seem to be dunking on black women. So I decided to go mm. complete 180 and dunk, and dunk on white, white women, women instead. <laughs> I'm about to play for you a classic video that went viral back in 2007. This is from Miss Teen USA 2007, the contestant from South Carolina. <laughs> and she was answering a question. 
This may sound familiar to you. Check it out. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps, and uh, I believe that our ed- education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and. I believe that they should uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries. So we will be able to build up our future for our children. Thank you very much, South Carolina. Classic. Once, uh, once again, Dan, you show your problematic ways, Dan. Clearly, uh-huh. this is a very articulate woman. Mm-hmm. She just got stage fright mm-hmm. and was falling over her words. We've all been there when it, you know, like it starts and then it just snowballs, and then before you know it, you don't know what your participles are. You can't <laughs> conjugate your verbs. For nothing. some reason, South Africa just is just the main character of your story now. Mm, I hope because <laughs> South Africa must help because she realized South Africa number one. It needs to help the American educational system, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which which is, is is fair, and you know, what I and mean? also this uh, this beauty queen who likely had to go through multiple rounds of competitions before she was chosen to sit, to represent her state as Miss Teen South Carolina on the world stage. By world stage, I mean Miss Teen USA. That's when, that's mm-hmm. when the stage fright hit her. Actually, I look at it differently. Mm-hmm. I see her as having answered the question perfectly. Why can't Americans locate any country on the world map? She went and demonstrated Let it me show you. very clearly. <laughs> Everyone was like, thank you very much for that clear and unambiguous answer. We now all understand. Well, this particular video, uh, which as I mentioned is from 2007, has since then been used to reference things like when my girl asks me why bank is calling at midnight. Or when my girl asks me, you know, that kind of stuff. And then my response, and then they have that video. You know what I'm saying? So it's a meme to indicate confusion and inability to answer a question. Now you know where it's from. 2007, Miss Teen USA, South Carolina representative. You're welcome. The classic memes continue. Dan is doing his job. Preparation. The difference between our podcast and other podcasts. I spent weeks preparing this introduction. Weeks. I definitely did not do that. Just as Phil was logging into the Zoom. Mm. It's all about commitment. How so, committed are you to your craft, Phil? Do you know what? Do you know what? The thing is, if you're homeless, you don't ask for spare change. Ask for books. Because <laughs> if you ask for books, then people walking past will appreciate that you value knowledge over money. And then you get a job. The thing is, you got to think differently. Be prepared. <laughs> That's what this podcast is about. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is that the type of podcast we want to run? That is, that, that's this podcast. podcast. Because alpha males, Phil, <laughs> alpha males don't bow down to the pressure of the world. All right. Mm, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that, so, and also, you can't have shy cocks. Your cock has to be facing the world. <laughs> that's been the funniest trend this week. Have you been seeing it? I have not been seeing it, Phil. Clearly, we have different internet experiences. Um, okay. So, let me, let, I'll, let me explain. So, before I go there, first and foremost, I I think it's it's just an uh, interesting coincidence that just a few weeks after your wife moves in with you, you've now spent so much time and energy referencing 
memes used when excusing infidelity. But that's neither here nor there. Let's move past that. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know. As as we might have brushed, in fact, we avoided it for good reason. Last week, as I'm sure everyone knows, and we didn't want to discuss it because it was pointless. There was the Rihanna Vogue cover shoot, and then there was a lot of analysis. <laughs> it started. It started. It started with the very, the very uh, mundane, frivolous, stupid stuff, and then someone with a lot of time in Photoshop started annotating the image, like woman in front. She's the alpha. Man behind her vagina is facing the world, so she's got a frivolous. What I don't know what what's the word that they use? Uh, an open vagina. He's got a shy pelvis, so he's a beta male. And like, like there's all these lines and triangles and shapes. So now the trend is whenever a man posts a photo with a woman, people will annotate it to see like, is he the alpha? Mm. Is his cock facing the world? Mm. Is it shy? Is, is her vagina open to show that she's frivolous or she's a subservient woman? ETC, ETC. So it'll, it'll be good to go through some of the photos from the Namas just to see what is happening. Look, Phil, in your you, you, are, you are welcome to start a podcast with someone else if you like and have that mm. kind of analysis. But as far as I'm concerned, that's the kind of conversation that, 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 that alphas don't get involved in. Because like I was saying, now, because like I was saying, I would rather have a podcast where instead of analyzing books, we analyze authors so we get the minds of the people behind the books. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. What I'm saying? Because the thing is, being behind, the, what people don't understand is in the word behind exists the word be and hind. So you have to be hind to be mm. behind. Mm. And it's, it's something that most people don't get, but only, only those who have, mm. uh, have their minds opened. You know what I'm saying? Because those, if you're, you've got behind, then you've got forward. Brother, yeah, I'm brother, saying, brother, I'm saying that this out. podcast is about education. All right. If you are one of those people that doesn't open up your mind and you want to stay asleep like the rest of the world, then you can go on, keep on listening to these other podcasts. Go and listen to that relationship podcast over there. Mm. Why don't you go over there and listen to that? You know what I'm saying? Because this one is about waking up. Mm. No Tyler over here. No pillows over here. You know what we have over Phil, here? Phil, 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 Phil. Do you know why they call them we stay pillows? Look, what's in the first Think part of that word? Pill. Sleeping is a drug that they, I don't sleep, Phil. I don't sleep. I'm not, oh I'm not here to God. sleep. It's a drug. It's a pill to keep you away, to keep your mind dulled. Mm-hmm. And they keep trying to tell you it's healthy to sleep eight hours a day. That's a lie. That's if you want to be successful, you don't sleep. That's why I don't sleep. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't have mm-hmm. any pillows. I lay my head down mm-hmm. on the floor and I keep my eyes wide open. Because I don't sleep. Mm, stay woke. You got to stay woke, my brother. That's what I'm saying. You know, this, this, is, this is why this podcast has survived so long. You know what I mean? Two alphas, you know what I mean? Coming together to spread the gospel. You know what I mean? And smashing. Smashing. There's no such thing as toxic masculinity. How can masculinity be toxic? What, what are you trying to imply? Have you, have you ever mentioned toxic femininity? Think about it. Think about it. Come on, toxic man. has the word mm. tox in it. And sick mm. because it comes from a sick mindset to label things as toxic. That's, right. That's what you gotta say. Mm. And you know what else is tox? Talking because we tox too much. That's the problem with women today. Too much toxing, not enough listening. And it's sick. Talk sick. I mean, y'all, y'all ain't even ready for this. No, y'all ain't ready for this knowledge. We gotta go to level one. The signs have opened there. You know what I mean? 
So guys, keep in mind, if you email us right now, we will send you a red pill starter pack for only $59.99. Anyway, let's start the show as we normally start the show. Just think, if this is your first time joining us, we're just joking, okay? I just realized that, you know what? Don't explain it, Dad. Dad. Don't Every explain week it. we no, get no, new no, listeners. Don't explain, it. Don't, ex- don't explain it. Just keep going. Don't explain it. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, y'all. Good to go. Sound of a thing, man. Let me hear a drum Welcome to another episode of Two Broke Twimbles with your favorite, your favorite podcast host. My name is Denny That Guy, aka Denias, aka no, that's not a lie, that's the old one. AKA Danos the Mad Titan, aka Denford Wikumaraini, aka Denimbi, my life your entertainment, aka I'm done with these streets. I can't read Dilbert comics anymore. AKA Akuna Moo Wendy Dan Moo. Did you see that? We're gonna we're gonna come back to that. Yo, yo. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> yo, this is ah, yo, 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 <laughs> yo. Anyway, these are the one only the unmistakable, the irrefutable, the you won't catch me on Al Jazeera. Bull. Phil Chart, aka Flint Floss, the big boss, baby, aka Sexy Don Lovu, aka Filthy Phil, aka DJ Mkaradi, and of course, <clears throat> Okay, just just to get into it real quick. Uh, okay, let me kill this. So look, racism is it's a normal part of life. You know what I'm saying? Like we're used to it, we we expect it. It's like it just exists life, you know what I'm saying? It just exists. But it's normally subtle. Do you get what I mean? Most people are like, no, I don't hate black people. I'm just saying, how come y'all always got to be stealing all the time? You know what I'm saying? It's always like, it's like, it's racist, but someone is trying to make it seem like they're not. It's very rare that someone's like, no, hold on. I hate black people. Do you know what I mean? And when it happens, mm-hmm. it's like, yo, I mean, I, I, I should have been, but I wasn't expecting it. And I mean, Okay, so yeah. Dan, Dan can't even get his words. Okay, here's the situation. Let, let me let me let me try and break down the story. <clears throat> so Dilbert is a classic comic strip, uh, popular in many newspapers. Um, in fact, it's uh, it's 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 so ubiquitous when it comes to newspapers, magazines, etc. Everybody knows Dilbert. It's used everywhere, and it's existed for many years. Well, the creator of the cartoon Dilbert, his name is Scott Adams, apparently has a podcast. That's why I'm saying, Phil, do you know we're in a, we're, <laughs> we need to find a way out of this industry, Phil. We need to change Two Broke Trimbles into something else because we're being associated with all these other people. Anyway, <laughs> so for some reason, this wildly successful cartoonist who is probably a multi-millionaire because his comic strip is used everywhere, he has a podcast on YouTube called 
coffee with Scott or something like that. I don't know. I don't, I don't watch it. He went viral this week. And I, let me play the clip for you. Let me see if I can get it here. Okay. Just, 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 yeah. Listen to this. Listen to this. The best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. That's only, uh, there's a whole lot. Uh, you're probably thinking, no, wait. There must be some context I'm missing there. Um, maybe there's, there's something I'm missing. That's what you think. Let me play the whole, I'm going to play more of it for you. Here. Advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Just get the f*** away. Because there's no fixing this. This can't be fixed. So that's what I did. I went to a neighborhood where, you know, I have a very low black population. With a cre- Okay. So, yeah. Wild. I mean, I, I, I heard that and I was shook. I was like, okay. I guess shout out to you for being yourself. And just... What does he get when he said there's no fixing? What is he? What, what is that fixing that he's referring okay. to? Okay, what is that? Because context. All right, let me give context. So there was a poll that was held on Twitter by um, a majority black publication, which was asking black people, "Is the statement, it's okay, or how do you feel about the statement, it's okay to be white?" So I think like 53% of people said I agree with that statement, and then like 20% of people said eh, somewhat agree, and uh, something like that. You know, it was one of those polls that happens on Twitter. A few. I think it was a few dozen thousand votes. Um, so then he was on this podcast discussing this poll. And he says, if there's so many people, black people who don't agree with the term it's a, or with the phrase, it's okay to be white, then I'm labeling black people as a hate group. Black people as a whole are a hate group. Therefore, my advice to white people is to stay the hell away from black people. There's no way we can fix it. Basically saying we can't fix relationships between black and white people. I personally moved away from black people where I live. There's a very low black people uh, uh, neighborhood. I didn't listen to his whole rant, just the little uh, um, bits that came out. And uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. He basically if nearly half of all blacks are not okay with white people, then uh, that's a hate group. I don't want to have anything to do with them. Uh, He then said after the backlash, obviously that came from this podcast, uh, he said on his Twitter that I'm uh, I'm only advising people to avoid hate which is ironic. Uh, and now all of a sudden, all these newspapers that have been using Dilbert have started canceling it. Um, yeah. Did you, did you see his tweets about that? What did he say? I didn't see that. Where, where he said, I'm only experiencing racism from other white people. Black people didn't cancel my comics. White people did. <sighs> see, stay woke. So I, this is not, this is not one of the things we plan to talk about today, but Quick side note, um, I learned about this from Hassan Minaj, who's hosting The Daily Show this week. Excellent. Please just give him the show yeah. full time. I was going to say Roy Woods should get that job, but I don't think Roy Woods wants it. But if Roy Woods doesn't want it, then it should go to Hassan. Otherwise, that's Roy Woods' job. I, li- I like Roy Wood Jr. I like him a lot. But Hassan is impeccable when it comes to that kind of thing. Roy Wood is great at jokes yeah, and whatever. Do. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I haven't given him a chance. But Aish... I, it gave me it gave me throwbacks to the Patriot Act. Anyway, the point is Hassan was talking about the situation, and he he raised a very valid point because he's like, it stays happening that the moment someone gets rich and comfortable, they start looking for problems. So he so <laughs> so he he's saying I think there should be a wealth tax, not necessarily for the money, 
But for a shut the hell up text, I'm replacing hell, obviously, for censorship purposes. Because clearly you have so much money, you're so comfortable that you start looking for problems. You're lo- you could have just said, you're wealthy, you're comfortable, you're happy. No one even asked you a question. You volunteered to put out information that you obviously know would cause problems. So you don't peace, you want problems. Same story with J.K. Rowling. You could have just continued with your life just chilling. Just chill. But you just want problems. I, 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 I pray that if I ever make it in life and I become wealthy, I learn the spirit of just shut up. Just enjoy your money quietly. That's all. That's all you got to do. Just chill. Now, I mean, I don't know how rich this man is. I assume he must be pretty wealthy because of his comic strip. But why wouldn't you just shut up? Anyway, I suppose it's a good thing for us because now we see what he thinks. Uh, to be honest, Dan, I I I can't even. Remember. I I I know Dilbert Comics from Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's his name? Scott Scott Adams. Scott Adams. He tweets from Scott Adams says, and he well. Uh, and now he, him and him and Elmo are, are doubling down. Huh? El, Elmo's been supporting him hard ever since this came out. Also, I see. I just opened his Twitter. I see he's retweeting support for Andrew Tate and stuff like that. Oh, look at that! Look, guys, the red pill. The red pill is strong. the movement is strong. You know, what I mean, we we really need to join the manosphere. Then that's where the money is. <sighs> what do you think? Look. Phil, if things keep going on tight, things are difficult. Look, other people are getting, uh, they're getting uh, um, clout and I hope paid by making fools of themselves in Twitter spaces and fighting with X side pieces on Twitter. So, you know, this whole thing of trying to have morals and, you know, trying to do things the right way. Getting paid, Dan, getting paid out, Dan, please tell me. What, what is he getting a money? I hope so. well, I don't <laughs> That's the same. Okay. Do you remember some, some weeks ago when there was some stupid thread that was going around Twitter about a guy who was saying, I trapped my wife? I vaguely remember that. It's the that, same yeah. guy. I, there's no other explanation. You better be getting paid. Why would you be? <clears throat> so, guys, I, I, think, I think we also need to understand Dan. Um, and tw- Twitter has made a lot of things more accessible, more amplified. When we were in school, then there was always that one person, Ida Drama. Just no matter what, they'd always make the situation more dramatic. <sighs> even in our adult lives, we've got people that we know, and we even know amongst ourselves. We are that drama. Someone overshares. Someone speaks too much. That's true. Someone just does question. They just does things that scr- head scratches now. Instead of doing that in a group of two or three friends, you're now doing it amongst the general public on social media. So it's the same thing. It's just the ramifications and the audience are wider. And sometimes it's okay to just admit, there's, there's another angle to this as well, Phil, but along the lines of what you're saying. Um, I think especially for men, but I'm sure the same applies to many women as well. But 
society in general places a lot of burden on us to be um, something, to, pre- to present some kind of value, right? So either you must be rich or you must be intelligent or good-looking or whatever the case is. When you don't have any of those, uh, I think in the misguided effort to present value, people look for clout by whichever way possible. Mm. I am nothing unless I have some kind of influence or some kind of value in other people's minds. And I keep seeing it that so many people who obviously under normal circumstances would have nothing to offer the world because clearly they're not smart enough. Clearly they're not talented enough or they're not anything like that. They're just regular normal people. And they feel so much pressure to be out there because I also want to be involved or in the conversation. What if I just say trash? I just say stuff that I don't even think or believe or, or just so that I can get attention. I feel like that's so many people doing that. But then at the same time, I also wonder if I'm not just excusing people who are just trash. They're just trash. Anyway. Yeah. You know, it's it's weird that you're thinking that because recently I was having that same talk with myself because I can't remember what it was. It was, it was an innocuous tweet. It was just something about uh, a basketball result. Mm. No, no slant. It was literally just, facts mm. this team scored this this team scored that and then in the comments there was someone who just blatantly started hating on LeBron <laughs> and I stopped entertaining myself and I was just like this person like you're clearly looking for attention like you're clearly not well but the other thing is and we know this there are people who walk amongst us who present as normal functional human beings but they have burner accounts they comment these things regularly like there are there are people right now who are at their jobs looking at pivot tables and tps reports and delivering on that front and they're looking for to like i can't wait till i get home so until i file up my finster accounts and i troll these people and i say this oh i just thought of a funny joke i can't wait to say this horrible thing to someone there are people like that exist. And that is sad, but also scary. And I think we need to we need to just be comfortable with that. Like social media has made it very easy for those pervasive thoughts to come out. And sometimes we have them. You know, Dan, like I'm I'm sure we all have them. Sometimes you're driving and you just you stop and you think yourself, you know, what would happen if I just, you know, I, I turn the steering wheel. I see where you're going with this. I would you know advise I mean? you to but I understand what you're saying. But, but you know yeah. what I'm saying? Or, or like, you know what I mean? Or someone does something like you're in a queue or something and someone just jumps you. So normal person, like maybe just give them a look or you say, hey, buddy, we're in a queue. But in the back of your mind, you're thinking like, I wish I could have just cussed you out. And there are some people who let that thought win. That thought in the back of the mind. That's like the, the level 10 reaction that we really shouldn't go for. They let that win. And once in a while that happens in real life and everyone's like, <gasps> but every day on Twitter, on the hour, every hour that happens. And it's crazy. And then of course, but we, we yeah. can't discount uh, those who are facing mental health issues and who are not um, completely in control of all their faculties. But that, all that aside, I think that we should bring back 
making fun of people for being dumb. <laughs> I think so. We I think we're too, we yeah, we're too like, no, you know, everyone is intelligent in their own way. And no. No, no, they're not. Nope. Nope, nope. No, no. <laughs> Actually, I would recommend if we could find a way. I know IQ isn't the most accurate measure of intelligence, but it's what we currently have. If everyone's Twitter account came with their current IQ score, it would save so many problems. You would, you would just look at it and you'd be like, oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Dan, uh, uh, so not to burst your bubble, but you do know the man that invented the IQ test was a Nazi that invented it to make black people seem stupid. Look, I don't know any of the, re- and I'm, and like I admitted, it's not perfect. But if we have a better way of measuring intelligence, please put it out there. But all I want is just a way that we can read people's overall intelligence level. This is not to say that you're not capable and functional and able to do amazing things. It's just so that I know before I respond to you. Where, where is your general? Is, am I speaking to someone who's way smarter than me so I need to just relax and then go and learn? Or am I speaking to someone who's, look, I'm really wasting my time here because we have to go back to mm. R-A-E-O-U for us to have a further conversation. That's what that, I just want before we engage. You know what I'm saying? And then we graduate from online mm. to even in real life. Once we get those AR glasses that tells you this is Ningi, this is his name, IQ or whatever quota or measurement system we put in place that is not based in, in you know racial discrimination or whatever the case is that's all I, it would solve so many problems for them so many problems WhatsApp groups only put people with in, in the same general range in a WhatsApp group because I'm tired do you know Dan I think we, there's a WhatsApp group we need to leave Phil I tried I tried to leave it I, and they keep adding me back because <laughs> I was just like I was actually just stopping to think because I was like, yo, some of these groups are supposed to be for networking business, but I can't for the life of me think of any productive <laughs> business that has resulted from, because ah, but they, and these are, the thing that shocks me is, these are, some of these people, they have jobs, are, like high, <laughs> not even jobs, these, these people sign off, these people <laughs> are in charge of budgets, these people have subordinates that report to them. They look over balance sheets with seven, eight figures. And they are dumb. Anyway, let's, uh, let's pivot to something more positive. Phil? Um, <laughs> some nice alliteration there. Some nice alliteration. Um, let's talk about Zimbabweans doing it big. want to give a big shout out to uh, our Mwanawevu who's playing... Uh, football out in Paris. Well, he's not Paris. He's in France. He's playing for Stade Rem. Um, his name is Marshall Munetzi and he featured in this month's, the month of February, rather, last month's team of the month for the whole of Ligue 1. Ligue 1. So Marshall Munetzi uh, uh, was named in who scored's uh, team of the month for February. Now, I don't know if that counts as the official, but I mean, it's, it's a very highly respected uh, statistics uh, organization. Uh, he made four appearances for Stade de Ring, uh, in February uh, and was directly involved in all three goals that his team scored um, uh, last month. Uh, also in the team of the month, of course, were Lionel Messi, Kylian Mbappe, Ashraf Hakimi, uh, to name but a few. So shout out to Marshall Munetzi doing his thing over there in France. I uh, also wanted to give a quick mention to the sci-fi short film, The Signal, 
which by the way is um like it's got it's it's got a lot of people excited it's it's just a 17 minute long movie um but yeah this week it was um uh, it was uh published on the YouTube channel Dust which is like a huge sci-fi movie YouTube space um and yeah just uh, this past week it came out on there and people are now able to watch it it's won a bunch of awards um and apparently it's really good it's also uh in Debele the first sci-fi movie in Debele um and you should check it out directed by Daniel Lasca uh starring Tawanda Denga Dumi Manyatela and Natasha Dlamini um so yeah so sh- nice, shout out to the nice, the, nice. the cast and crew of The Signal um which is currently now available on YouTube go check it out on the Dust YouTube channel all right, we've also got a late entry here from one of our listeners, Charlie Roos. She sent this to me earlier, and I, I laughed. I had a, I had a good mm-hmm. laugh. But, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll accept anything from listeners. I think that she is a patron. Yes, <laughs> so she sent this to me. She, she's got, um, I don't know if you know, Dan, a Big Brother season is in full effect. Big Brother Africa. I think it's Big Brother Titans this year. I don't, I can't, mm-hmm, I, I don't mm-hmm, know what mm-hmm. it's called. But that's airing. And then there's also Big Brother Canada. And apparently this is one of the the listeners' friends. We've got a contestant from Zimbabwe participating in Big Brother Canada. Her name is Kuziwa Kwashe. Kuzi Mujakachi. She's a 911 operator. Her short bio says her pronouns are she, her. She's a Virgo. And her hometown is Victoria, British Columbia. So if you guys are in Canada and a fan of reality TV, be sure to watch Kuzi do her thing. In Big Brother Canada. Well, if we're talking about reality shows that have Zimbabweans in them, there's one that has been trending on the timeline for the past few weeks. Oh, which one is this? Her name is Tanya. She's on Love Island 2023 out in the UK. Oh, yes, I saw that. I saw that. Her whole family's crazy. Her full name is Tanya Manenga. And yeah, everyone who's watching is any, like, yep. Any relation to, any relation to Clive and Dudu? I don't know. I don't. I hope not. I saw Twitter... <laughs> And they were like, ah, that's a proper Zimbabwean woman. Yeah, that's, is, you people complain. There's, there was a tweet that was like, yo, you guys complain about Zimbabwean men. This is the reason why we like this. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't watch the show, so I can't tell you anything. But she's apparently um, a resident of Liverpool. Uh, she's only 22 years old. Aye. A student and influencer. Aish. I, I feel sorry for whichever man was in Maywe. Putting influence as your job title is, is, is crazy. It's wild. She has 15,000 followers, you see. So she's... Uh... <laughs> well, I'm sure she has more now after Love Island. Let me see. Let me check her. Ah! Oh, she oh, she was doing like the secret. She, 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 was, she was putting it out in the universe. I, I, to be fair, she's now jumped up to 100,000 followers. But when she started, she had 15,000. <laughs> Uh, Zimbabweans continue to lower the bow No, I mean, look, she's probably the I guess, judging from what I'm seeing on the timeline Then again, obviously I follow mostly Zimbabweans So I guess that's what you would see But she seems to be the most entertaining person there At Love Island Someone who watches Love Island Because she's crazy, Dan (laughs) Someone who watches Love Island Please give us the tea Let us know what this Tanya person is like Didn't you, Dan, you used to watch that religiously What happened? No, no, I watched one season, Phil Okay but you watched it religiously then. You watched I need to try and explain. I hated it and I hated myself for watching it, but I just had to see every episode. 
And that's when I was like, yup, nope, this is not happening again. Do you know how much time? Phil, it's every day and it's one hour. I shudder to think the amount of time I lost on that. Anyway, so yeah. Um, before we move on to our main talking points today, uh, please allow us to plug you with uh, a brand new pod. Well, not a brand new, a brand new season of a favorite podcast. It's called Private Affairs, an award-winning fiction podcast about Zimbabweans dating in the diaspora. Season two is out. Even more drama, more secrets. Uh, you can listen to Private Affairs season two on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere else you get podcasts. We've been talking about it uh, throughout season one. We were talking about it. And throughout uh, season two, we will be talking about it as well. Uh, very mm. exciting, very spicy. We are not going to spoil it mm. for you. But uh, if you haven't listened to season one, uh, before you jump on to season two, obviously listen to season one. The whole concept is these Zimbabweans in the diaspora, uh, interracial dating, friends, dealing with certain Zimbabwean cultures, but not just Zimbabwe, even Africa as a whole, African cultures. It's not exclusively only for Zimbabweans. If you're Zimbabwean, you'll be able to relate to it. If you know some Zimbabweans, you may be able to understand some of their behavior just by listening to the podcast. Also, if you just want to see how other people do things, just check it out. Mm -hmm. That's right. And please remember the Private Affairs Podcast is a project that has been assisted by the Australian government through the Australian Council for the Arts. It's art funding and advisory body. Yeah. No, I wonder if part of their KPIs is they have to play the reads for like <laughs> the embassy and the our our job is to drive listens. If our ad reads are boring, <laughs> our listeners are going to skip through. Okay, the only reason our listeners are listening to the ad is because we made it entertaining. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, go check out Private Affairs on whatever podcast you listen to, and we want to thank them for sponsoring the Two Broke Twimbles podcast. Please support us by supporting them. Go check it out. Private Affairs, available on anywhere you get your podcasts. Happy New Year, everyone. Setting up this group chat for the Thailand trip. Can't wait. Phuket, here we come. V, meeting you has been the best thing that's ever happened. To V, happy birthday, baby girl. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We were on a yacht. Like big pimping. Here's to friendship and freedom. To friendship and freedom. But then... Babes, babes, are you okay? What happened out there? I don't know. I don't even know who I'm married to anymore. You've changed. So have you. I've never seen you two like this. Maybe it's your fibroids. It's not. V, my marriage is tanking. Where are you going? Going. Where are you going, Tonde? But why are you so touched though? That you want? There has to be more to it, because this ain't it, bruh. Nice, blame it on me. Just blame it all on me. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Just listen to me. I'm done. You don't have time for Mickey Mouse games, Panama, did he? I don't know what I'm doing. <sighs> I just want my girlfriend back. Is this it? Private Affairs, Season 2, coming February 17. Follow now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Okay, let's do it, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the time you listen to this episode, the new episode will be out. Y'all. And then we've got something planned. We've got something planned with the, the Private Affairs cast. But I think that's going to be a Patreon exclusive. 
So we'll we'll let you guys know. Yeah, that, that would be cool, actually. Um, all right, cool. So uh, right. let's talk about uh, some things. So let's talk about this. Is what people on the time they have been clamoring. They have been clamoring. Actually, I need to call. <laughs> this is actually call my wife for this one. This, this okay. Yeah, call your wife, please. We need we need, we need an impartial judge. <laughs> Baby, babes, <laughs> please come be on the podcast. <laughs> so here's here's the here's the here's the tea, guys. So I happened to tweet. This is not an ad, but Cafe Noosh in Highland Park is the girl that she thinks she is. I mean, <laughs> so, 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 babes, just, just, just get the, the, the. Oh man, how do I get like? I need a, a separate set of headphones. Okay, let me do this. I'm a podcast. Yeah. Shamwari, I need a drinky. <laughs> <laughs> Never, don't ever do that again, please. <laughs> okay. All right. Here's the situation. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm gonna brief. Both our listeners and my wife. So I happened okay. to tweet mm-hmm. innocuously that I really enjoyed my experience at Cafe Nush in Highland Park. Then people started hitting me up and say, you need to go and align your story with the other broke twimble. I was like, what are you talking about? It's like, no, go ask the other broke twimble. That first told me that we need, we need to change our name, Phil. Secondly, um, I was like, what do you mean? And then people started pointing me in the direction of your tweet where you basically said that you hated the place. So, you know, the thing is, Phil doesn't, Phil is incapable of, of simply just expressing his opinion. As, as we all know, Phil, Phil likes to be negative and extra negative. So my response was, okay, guys, just point out a single restaurant or service provider or anything that Phil has ever said anything positive about. Then I know we're coming from a place where we can have an objective decision. Because Phil just hates everything Zimbabwean at the moment. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> I said, my experience there, the food was great. The people who served us were great. I mean, you know, they were just, they were like friendly, even a little bit, like slightly spicy. Remember, babes? Mm. It was slightly spicy with us. And I, I mean, I like that, you know, let's have a, let's talk. The food was great. We went multiple times and basically the, the entire experience was good. The food was also not too expensive. I mean, it wasn't cheap, but it wasn't expensive. So I was like, hey, this was not, and it didn't just happen once. It happened at least three or four times that we'd been there. So I was like, you know what? I really enjoyed my experience there. Anyway. The point is, our overall experience as a couple has been mostly positive. Phil has had a different experience. But before we hear Phil's experience, I'm going to ask uh, Madame to share her own experience. Please, Madame. Okay. (laughs) I think Cafe Nush is lovely. Uh, They have great coffee. The coffee was amazing. Yeah, and great salads. Yeah. The only thing is they won't give me the four seater table, but that's it. Okay. I just <laughs> I, have to, I have to give a bit of I have to give a bit of um of, of context here. So as some of you may know, my wife comes from Cape Town. Um in Cape Town there are very, very many cafes, restaurants, etc. So they love their customers. In Zimbabwe Ah, whether you come or you don't come, it doesn't bother us. You know what I mean? So I think she had <laughs> she had gotten very used. To, I, I love how you're already agreeing with me. I love how you're already coming to my side. No, no, no. Just in, it's just the, the things that we're used to. So for her, she's like, no, I want to sit at that table. 
uh, ma'am, it's an eight-seater table. And it's just you. So, you see, that's how she sees life. And it's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's okay, you know, privilege and all of that. Um, but anyway, that's, that's besides the point. The point is, our experience there on overall has been good. Phil, please share your experience. So, the, the other thing that you're glossing over, Dan, is I never said the restaurant itself is bad. I, I pointed to a very specific incident. As you know, Dan, you used to stay here. That place, especially if I use a, a route, it's a three-minute drive. There's never any power in the evenings. So sometimes when I don't feel like reheating food on the gas stove, I'm like, no, screw it. Let me go to a cafe. And the reason I go there is because the food is reasonably priced. It's not great sometimes, but it, 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 it's at least decent enough for me to enjoy a meal and eat, right? So I go there pretty often, sometimes twice a week. Yeah, once or twice a week. The week before this, I went there and because they know me, I was like, hey, can I order a pizza? And they were like, sorry, we can't do pizzas for takeaway. And I was like, wait, why aren't you doing pizzas for takeaway? And then because they know me, she told me the story. Story being, someone ordered a pizza. They're not sure how long they let the pizza sit, but they ate it. They had a terrible case of food poisoning. They came back the next day, or, or whenever they, their gut stopped leaking, and they threatened to sue so much so that the chef and management were like, until we figure out what happened here, no takeaways for, for pizzas. And I think they actually stopped doing takeaways at, in general. I can't remember. Yes, that, that did happen, so yeah. I, yes, so that was already informing my decision. So like, I was like, you know what? That happens. It probably was a, a random issue. There's no power. Maybe some food wasn't refrigerated properly. It could have gone bad. I mean, there's, there's a lot of issues that could have gone wrong. People getting sick from a restaurant is not unheard of. I'm not going to throw a restaurant away because of that. Then, that particular day, um, it was actually my birthday. And someone had sent me food, but I, I took too long. I had power in the morning. And I was like, you know, I'll, I'll warm this up later. Power goes, I can't warm it up with the stuff. I'm like, squirt. Let me just go to Cafe News. So I go there. I'm one of the last customers there. And because I'm one of the last customers there, I'm literally sitting at the table. And as you know, it's an open, like if you sit near the counter, you can see directly into the kitchen and you can see how the food's being made. And as I'm seeing the food being made, the chef isn't wearing gloves. He's handling food. Then he he stops handling the food. He lifts up his shirt, scratches his belly, goes back (laughs) to handling the food. After he's done done sitting that, he, he's eating his own sandwich. He picks up his sandwich once again, doesn't wash his hands, eats his sandwich, no gloves, grabs a, a drink that he's drinking, drinks that, scratches his ball. I'm, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not being comedian. I'm being dead serious. Scratches his balls, lifts his pants, takes a, a bunch of chips from the rack without using the scooper, with his bare hands, is grabbing the chips, placing them in the plate, takes another bunch of chips, puts them in a to-go packet. Then he sprinkles some like um, thyme and organo on top of the, the dish and that's ready for collection. And I'm watching this in horror like, yo, do these people know what cross-contamination is? Oh, oh, I forgot to mention. He handled raw meat before, which he put on the grill. So he went from handling raw meat to handling cooked food. Didn't wash his hands. I am like, yo, I don't want to snitch. But my, and now I'm putting it together. I'm like, you guys literally told me a week ago, you're not doing takeaways because someone got food poisoning. 
I would at least hope and expect for a week or two after someone caught food poisoning to the point where you cancel takeaways, you guys would be on high alert vis-a-vis hygiene. And keep in mind, Dan, you and I love some, some Sadza spots. My, I love me a backroom Sadza spot with questionable hygiene. But the thing that always covers with the bad hygiene is we know the fire is burning those germs. There was no fire burning any of those germs at Cafe Nush. And that was my concern. So, uh, so it wasn't me hating. Obviously. People. I mm-hmm. actually, the service at Cafe Nush is iffy. Cafe Nush Avondale, terrible. Never go there. The service there is terrible. The food is mad. Cafe Nouche Borodil, if you catch them at the right time, good food, decent service. Cafe Nouche Island Parker, I'll agree. The food has always been decent, except for this day, because I went and I ordered the kebab. The kebab is supposed to come with rice, veggies, and a salad. They just gave me kebab with chips. And I was so upset about what i just seen. I didn't even look at my order properly. So I'm like, not only did you guys contaminate my food, you didn't give me what I ordered. But was it delicious, though? No, it wasn't. Did you die? I'm talking to you right now, am I not? So what's the problem? So. (laughs) Okay, no, no. So obviously what you're describing is gross. I never saw that. And hearing that makes me think, ah. But okay, first of all, I'd say, like you keep on going on about gloves. I mean. No, Dan, you don't need, you need gloves if you cross, if, if if you're handling raw and cooked food. I'm not even a cook. I know for a fact you wash your hands in between handling raw and cooked food. Like salmonella. We are taught about this in Form 1 in home economics. How are you guys not doing the basics of washing hands? At least pretend to wash your hands, bro. I'll be honest. I don't don't believe you, you, Philip. I want to be honest with you. I don't believe you. I feel that your brain filled in some gaps. Dan. I literally had a... It is possible that I'm refusing for you to ruin a new fave spot of mine. So that's why I'm choosing... Do you know what? Do you know what made it funny? So like, as I've got a rapport with the staff there, especially the women. Oh, good service, huh? Okay. No, so at a certain... I never said the service was bad. I never said the service was bad. At a certain point, like when my mans was really whiling, I went to her and I was like, yo, what's up with your chef over there? It's like, oh, that's not the chef. That's the sous chef. I'm like, okay, just watch what I'm watching. And she saw it for herself. And like after a couple of seconds, she went and she spoke to the supervisor. And I know him because he used to be at the uh, village yeah, yeah, walk yeah. branch and he got moved to the guy, yeah. That guy. And she's like, yo, um, man's over there is, is thinking. So then they started like telling my, my, my dude, what are you doing? <laughs> I just mean you really went to throw them up under the bus when your uh, so-called friends were giving you inside information. You're like, don't worry. I got this. Twitter. No, my my friend is my my friend is the woman at the till that makes sure I get an extra shot shot of espresso. Hey, and now you're selling her. Oh maybe, my gosh, and, Phil! And ah, maybe an extra being a friend product. of Phil. Ah. <laughs> Yo, speaking of that, did, did you ever tell your wife about the woman who used to give us free KFC and then got no, fired? no, no, no. <laughs> Thank you, babes. Thanks, babes. Thanks for your input. <laughs> Thanks, babes. Love you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> No, but on on, a, on on the real, I I, I certainly I certainly wasn't trying to be negative, but I was just no. Like, obviously, that's gross, and I don't want to. So I, I I was only so, sharing my and, experience. And the, and the and thing you is, yours, yeah, yeah. And the the thing is, I I don't know what I don't know. Like I'm sure I've been to many a restaurant where their hygiene has been far worse, 
right? And sometimes I don't want to know. Mm. You know what I mean? I genuinely don't want to know. But if you know how in a restaurant where one of the selling points is there's an open kitchen that the customer can see in, is, is not one of the reasons you have an open kitchen like that, like almost like a, a sign of confidence that, hey, we're so confident in our hygiene. We don't mind the customers seeing their food being prepared because we know it's up to standard. Mm. Right? So why are you showing me that? It's like, it's like showing me how the sausage is made. And then I'm like, I don't want the sausage no more. So like, not mm. to defend them, but so you're like, describing the actions that clearly even the other staff were unhappy with. So it was one guy who was messing up. And I would hope so that either there's the training is, or there's the some is, kind of I, consequences. But, and that goes back to my initial point. Like, had that just been a once-off, cool. But Cafe Noosh does not market itself as um, an entry-level or cheap restaurant. It's supposed to be high, bruh. So much so that, as you just mentioned, they deny your wife a table bigger than her quote-unquote party because they're trying to protect their bottom line, mm. right? So if you're projecting that and... You guys tell me yourself, this is the sushi. It's not like it's not like it's a trainee. It's not like it's a it's a, it's an underling. It's someone who, by your classifications, should know better. And I certainly don't want to get someone fired. But there's nothing worse. And it literally happened to me just a couple of weeks ago, where you eat something from a restaurant and you are seeing flames for days afterwards. Simply because someone couldn't be bothered to wash their hands. Or just follow basic hygiene. I mean, come on. And I wasn't trying to call out negative, get someone fired. I was just like, yo, hygiene. Plus, you literally told us a few weeks ago there was a food poisoning incident. So you nothing was learned from that incident, clearly. Nothing. Well, I mean, we don't know yet. Maybe if they were in the course of investigations and then now they're like, it's that guy. You know what I mean? Okay, here's the thing. Um, so far Mike I'll tell you over and above like what I've described about the food being like the food was good actually like I really enjoyed we tried uh, I think there's like four or five different things that we've tried and all of them were really good even by air quotes Cape Town standards Um, but I think the, the thing that really impressed me about the place is there are so few places if you really think about it Phil that is in Zim that are just a cafe that you can sit and work in and it's pleasant. There's so few places. Just take your laptop there and you can work and it's actually pleasant. You either have to go to a, like a restaurant restaurant or it's going to be it's going to be a terrible experience. And I man, you know, I I hope that whatever issue they had, they can sort it out. Also, you know, who knows? Maybe we get Cafe Nouche sponsoring this podcast. They'll reach out to us and say, "Listen, we would like to address that situation, okay?" Anyway, I don't know if you've, if you've been on the timeline, but Kevin Nush is getting, It's been having terrible PR. usually gets dragged twice a week. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or romantically. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's not like it's a short... It, it's, it's been a couple of years. <laughs> just to, just, just that, to clarify, that, that incident the Cafe Nush in Highland Park is new. So my hope is that it mm-hmm. won't develop the same reputation as the other Cafe Nushes that have existed. Hmm. So yeah, I mean, I wasn't trying to be negative. I I don't. I I actually chose my words carefully because in the beginning, like it started off with just 
questionable hygiene. That's so like if if you look at the third, the third was like yo. Actually, sometimes you don't want to see your food being made because it's, you lose your mm. appetite. And then my man's just continued to do wild. I was just like, ah, guys, there's no way this is hygienic, man. <laughs> now you've got now you've got belly button fluff in your macaroni. I mean, as long as cheese. it's cooked, you know what I'm saying. As long as it's cooked, it's 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 extra cheese in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, let's talk about the Nama Awards. Anyway. So? Ah, yes, 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 yes. The, the Stickies. The Sticky Awards. Now, uh, both Phil and myself had the privilege of attending the National Arts Merit Awards this past weekend. Um, and, uh, yeah, we are going to share our experience with you now. So, um, Mm. You also made it onto Nick Mangwana's Twitter. I, I did, Congrats, I did, yeah. I did. That was quite surreal, I must say. Uh, I feel like I've made it in a life. <laughs> so, some some context. Most of you probably already know this, but the Nama Awards are probably the, in fact, they are the biggest award ceremony in the country. Um, they are actually a government event run by the National Arts Council. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the past four years, they've been run by uh, JCMC, uh, JCMC and directed by uh, Napoleon Yani, who I have to give him props. Uh, the start out was obviously a little bit rocky and understandable because he was coming to a government affair and he, he often tells a story of how he had all these ideas that he had to get multiple sign-offs on before they were ever a thing. But eventually, he was able to start implementing some of his ideas and now they've actually become uh, like the, 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 the progress of what they, if you remember the Nama Awards five years ago, Phil, and what they are now, it's chalk and cheese. It's like a completely different. Now we are sitting here and describing um, things that we feel went wrong or things that should have been done better and whatever. And I'm like, bruh, the fact that we can even talk about how to make it better when once upon a time it was, there's nothing to talk about is such a, I, I have to give him props. Shout out to Napoleon for that. That having been said, of course, there were a lot of issues with it, but on the overall, mm. I, I have to give, mm. I have to say there was, it was relative. It was only 30 minutes late. Phil. When was the last time you said that about an awards show or any kind of only 30 minutes? <laughs> the bias. The bias. <laughs> Started 30 minutes late. Um, okay. Let me see if I can. Um... No, I think first give your thoughts and then we'll go through the winners. Hold on, I'm I'm, I'm just trying to I'm trying to see if, if our of our our patrons' favorite correspondent is available. Mm-hmm. I've got no pull. Zero pull. I have none. Zero pull. I'm, no I'm going to try call Freeman. <laughs> okay. Lady K is not picked up. Let's see. If, let's see. If, let's see if we can congratulate Freeman. It's going to take a while for me to even try and describe who I am if he picks up this call. Just, just say you're the head of ZFM. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Hey. Ah, uh, zero. Phil, Phil, you know we've got zero pull in these streets. It's no wonder we didn't win any Nama Awards. <laughs> I can actually call. Who you want to call? Freeman. I, I can go through. I can go through Michelle. I can go through Michelle. Ish. 
Anyway, okay, my thoughts on the whole award ceremony. You haven't called call him. You haven't called him, Jen. You you coward. You coward. Called out. who? Call him. Who? HKD. Did you not just hear the phone ringing? No, I don't know what's going on on your side, but it's not. Oh, uh, the word is not transferred. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Hold on. Let me. Perhaps maybe I need to change. Yeah, no, I did. I did, I just I just did call him. Oh, I see. Okay. No, but it should be it should be coming through. I did call him. You didn't hear the BB. B B B B. No, I didn't hear the B. There was no BBB on my side. Yeah, well, I did try to call him, and uh, there was nothing. You know, we should we should we should call we could we should call Sean to say you're welcome. Ah, we spoke to Sean last week. It's fine. Let's call uh, Kandor. Yeah, but the two BT bump, the two BT bump. Yeah, we speak to King Kandor all the time. Let's call uh, Nick Mangwa. <laughs> I think he's somewhat pre- preoccupied right <laughs> yeah. now. He's got a he's got a few he's got a few big he's got, he's got some uh, channels to block. Uh, okay, let's call. Uh, who can you call? Who, who else was a big winner? Um, okay, we'll, we'll discuss it when we get to the win- when we go through the winners. Then we'll know who to call. All right. So Nash TV. Yeah. My 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 overall uh, uh, thoughts. So uh, number one, the my involvement this year was I was able to give an award. I was asked to give an award. Uh, it was literary awards. Um, I did so together with Sokostina. So basically went on stage, announced all the awards and gave them out. Um, in our rehearsal, and I just want to mention this as a, as a by the way, I'm not pursuing a space in the limelight, but I felt a weight of this is a big deal. Uh, I need to learn my lines. I don't want to be up there reading. I want to look into the camera when I'm speaking um, I want to know what I'm saying. You know, it, like I felt a little bit of that weight on me. So actually, I'm not going to pretend I rehearsed all my lines, but when I was up there, I made sure, okay, this is what I'm going to say. And then when it was my turn to speak, I looked directly into the camera or look at the audience, depending on what I was doing. A lot of the presenters were, it's like, it's like they didn't give it that same, it was just like, eh, yeah, sure, I'll just, I'll announce it. And I was like, come on, guys, like if you really, like do you want to be, do you want to be the next big thing? Do you want to be the big thing? You know what I mean? I've, there were a few of them, obviously. That were, I remember like Arthur Evans. Arthur Evans went up, looked straight down the camera and said his lines word for word. I was like, my man. People who, it's just, a, it's just like, but, you can see who's a professional and who's kind of like, ah, let's just do whatever. But anyway. But that is mm. true. And you're very correct. But I also, I don't understand why did they go for iPads as opposed to a teleprompter? So um, I, I don't want to. I don't want to bring up too much of the behind the scenes. But long story short, uh, apparently they were supposed to get teleprompters, and then they were no longer able to in situations or circumstances out of control. So the the iPads were like a backup um, that were hastily arranged because they couldn't get the teleprompter. And I watching bureaucracy work. Especially in Zim, I understood. But they were supposed to be teleprompters. Anyway. And I think... Anyway, that's just, a, that, that's yeah, just an aside. That's not the main thing I want to focus on. Let me just quickly let, just yeah, give my other, yeah. my other quick mm. thoughts about... Um, um, I think the, I have to, the program, even though it started, like I mentioned, 30 minutes late, the program was run very tight. There was no moments of silence or nothing happening for an extended period we actually finished ahead of schedule. The show was scheduled to finish at uh, 11.05, I believe, and it finished at like 10.45 or 10.50, firstly. Secondly, 
Um, there was no major mistakes or errors in terms of announcing the wrong audio playing, the wrong video playing, anything like that. I have to give major props because I don't think I've ever in Zim seen an award ceremony where that has not happened. And that seems like a low bar, but everything played where it was supposed to play. Um, the sound was generally good. Um, the performances, I enjoyed them, but I would say they were not as high a level as they were the previous year. But overall, good mm-hmm. performances. Um, the the winners, uh, there were maybe two places where I was like, ah, and when we actually get down to the winners, where it was like a little bit questionable. But otherwise, pretty like a lot of, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, this is fair. This is good. I think a lot of celebrities were there. A lot of people were dressed up. Whether it was good dresses or not, the fact is they were dressed up. A lot of them were dressed up by local designers, which is cool. The red carpet, they actually had two red carpets. And this was explained, by the way, I'm going to say this because I think he said it publicly. Um, last year, their red carpet was, you, and you will remember, Phil, he, he actually shouted us out because he was like, he was, when he was on radio, he was talking about the experience last year and what they were planning to do this year. And he was like, last year, our red carpet got completely chock full. And our poor red carpet hosts, um, you know, they were interviewing someone while keeping in mind that there's someone else who they want to interview. And no, 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 no. So what we decided this year is to create two red carpets, one red carpet, for nominees and VVIPs, and those are the ones who are going to get interviewed. And the other red carpet for just photos is everyone else who uh, wants to get photos and wants to go past the red carpet, blah, 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 which I think worked out for them um, because the red carpet in general was pretty, at least my experience on there was pretty smooth. Um, the red carpet hosts, So please confirm who were the red carpet. So it was, was it other partner organizations or did they have actual Nama? They red were Nama. Hosts? The official Nama red carpet hosts were Yaya Good Vibes and Noma. And I was interviewed by Yaya. Wait, our Noma? Mm-hmm. No, no, a different Noma. Noma, Noma. I, a different Noma. I don't know her. She's from somewhere. I don't know mm-hmm. who she is. Mm-hmm. I, I met her there. Um, but this the Yaya person interviewed me and. <sighs> It's difficult to talk about people you know. But I, we already, I, know, I know what you're going to say. Because I, I, it, it wasn't... What's wrong If she had been that person, at least there's some kind of, you know, as much as I don't like it, at least there's a certain angle and, you know, I don't know. It was just... And, and I, I suppose she's still relatively new and she's still getting her game up and all of that. But I, I was like, you know, it was just questions of, so how are you doing? So how are you doing? I was like, come on, come on, ask me a question. Give me something. Give me something to work with here. Give me something. Um, but anyway, there was that. And then, yeah, I think that was pretty much it. Thankfully, um, the speeches weren't too tedious. But for a government event, there's always going to be speeches. But at least it wasn't completely crazy. And my overall experience at the event was good. There were a few complaints that I have, i.e. that, for example, the red carpet. Um, I feel like the lighting could have been better, um, especially on the stage. Um, and I think a lot of celebrities who came there uh, also took away from the spectacle because they wanted to make their own spectacle. But celebrities will celebrity and they'll make talking points. So yeah, so overall, my experience was good. I enjoyed it. Um, what was what were your experiences, Philip? Uh, so yeah, it was an interesting weekend. So, I got the tickets and then I um I had a bit of an issue with the call. Mm-hmm. So I was supposed to meet Lady K there at five thirty. I 
called up. I was like, yeah, sorry, uh, I had to sort something out. I'm going to be a little late. So I came back, took a quick shower, rushed off. Halfway to HICC, I, re- I realized I forgot the tickets at home. <laughs> Sorry. All the way back, get my tickets. <laughs> it even gets worse then. As we're walking in, because uh, you know, like now you've got to go all the way down to the VIP entrance. I try put the VI- the tickets in my back pocket because I need to pull out my phone. I missed my back pocket and the tickets fell. By the grace of God, no one picked up these tickets. So when I realized I lost them, I scrambled back, retraced my steps, had my phone light on, and I found them. Granted, they had some footprints on them, but the tickets were still there, thankfully. Um, but that was also the first issue I had is because I got there a little later than I was, and I wanted to be on time because I knew how congested it was. And when I looked at the time, I was only like 30 minutes late. According, according to the program, um, as I was pulling up to the gate, the program was, a, was about mm. to start, but traffic was so chock-a-block. Yeah. And it took me about 20, 25 minutes to get from the roundabout into the HICC. And to me, that's already problem one is HICC, we got to stop doing events. It's, it just, it, it's a terrible venue. And it's a terrible venue because once we got into the venue, Dan, our capacity was what? 30, 40%? I think 30 is generous, mm. right? So if your attendees are already, <coughs> excuse me, are already filling up all your VIP, your VVIP, your VIP parking and your general access parking and the hotel itself has, has still had to cordon off like two parking bays for guests and even those are full and people are still struggling to find places to park and getting in is such a schlep because the other thing, um, I think for you the experience might have been different, or, or maybe because of the time you got there. So when we finally got to, um, the entrance, there were three kiosks depending on which ticket you had. So like if you had a VIP ticket, a VVIP, mm. or whatever, you'd go to each one. But there was no light, so these guys all had their their phone torches lighting mm. the, the the kiosk, which to me is like, but if you guys know you're going to be outdoors and you're going to be in a closed environment, surely someone should have thought about lighting. So there was an oversight there. And there's such a massive backlog on the VIP side for some reason. And there's two empty booths. And we're just like, wait, why can't we just go to these empty people to get our wristbands? Like, no, 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 you have to be in this line. That wasn't a seamless experience. The, the, The red carpet experience seemed a lot better. Maybe because by the time I got there, also most of the traffic had already gone in. But the ushers were... Um, very um, so like you remember last year like one of our issues was it just felt like the the ushers weren't working with us and and we try and brief the director and say hey with the ushers please have them if they see a celeb who's on this list please ask them to hold off or wait so that as Napoleon said we can wrap this interview and then we know okay at the at the bottom of the runway or the red carpet is so and so cool, that's my next interview. They actually were doing that this year, which, which, which is good to see. that they were, there were, there were a lot of ushers, eh? <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, that, that was a good thing to see that they, they learned from that. And he was like, oh, Phil, do you want to interview? I'm like, nah, dude, I, I really don't want to be interviewed. Like, I, I really have nothing to say. Um, so, and I think I walked past the eyes of 263 um, booths and then 
there was another booth to the left. I forget. And I saw Naji being interviewed there. So I just dapped him up and, and then we, we made our way inside. So I think that was the first thing. The second major thing is, and Dan, as I'm sure you know, at all HICC events, the other reason why it's a terrible venue is the process you have to go through to buy just even a drink. Yeah. Well, I mean, at, you know, at HICC, we had waiters, but anyway, yeah. No, no, but even even with the mm. waiters, you still have to get the tokens. Because even, that was the other thing, like, we, I, I was able to get a waiter, but then Lady K wanted some food. And then they're like, no, okay, you got to go buy $10 worth of meal vouchers here. And this is the other thing. So it's an award show, right? People are sitting down. They're wearing three-piece suits. They're wearing fine dresses. If there's meals available, you would expect them to be light finger foods. You know what I mean? Just to keep you going so you don't pass out. But something you can easily eat so that when the camera pans your way, I was who made that point. And this again. Did you see the menu that was on that was available there? I think we had different experiences, Phil. Uh, our menu was no, so I'll okay. tell you. Okay, tell me what was on your menu. Okay, I, I don't know what the menu was, but we ordered uh, a bunch of um, uh, like samosas and little pie thingy. I think it was pies actually. So samosas and pies. Yeah, they had, they had, they had those, but 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 when we got there, they were done, and they were like, "Oh no, it's going to be fifteen minutes for the samosas mm. to get here." So like. But then we were like, okay, but to me, logistically, that makes no sense. You're in the hotel that makes the food. How is there such a massive window in between the food being available to serve, especially when you know it's such a high traffic thing and the food being available? Rather, have 20 trays of samosas that go cold available for people than the reverse, Mm. right? You know what I'm saying? But so there's no samosas now. The pies are finished. They're like, oh, but tine sadza, ne chicken stew, ne muriwo. I'm not joking. Have chicken and chips and then sandwiches. And at the country's biggest award show, you are selling sadza, ne muriwo, and chicken. Yeah. This is a televised Zimbabwean award show. And this is, and keep in mind, this is, this is the, the catering section for the VIP section. This isn't the general action catering section. So you, the people who are going to be on camera, the people who are going to be sitting front and center, the people, when, whenever the, the camera pans to the audience, there's going to be a shot of, of someone with his hand inside them. Mm, 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 congratulations. Well, mm, mm. I'm just like, guys, what is going on here? Then you, you try and get drinks. The waiter's like, I saw it. I didn't change. Which... I, I'm used to because even last year it was the same thing. So there's that, like just HICC as a venue, terrible service. Then I don't know if you heard the story of someone that was just throwing up in the lobby. Come on. Before man. the award started. Sh- <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. There, 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 there was that. Um, HICC, the seats are just too small because. Obviously, we weren't like you. Then we weren't in the VIP. We're, we're off in the that, VIP. That, that wasn't the VIP, by the way. It was so they said they took out the whole concept of tables for VIP. So they had a section for nominees and award presenters, and then VIP, VIP, which was all in those seats around. So yeah, so those seats around, it's so cramped because that's where we were mm. sitting, and that's why. Because even like XQ came and sat by us because it was like he wanted to see the stage better. Normally we would have, but then everyone was now standing up. We couldn't. And 
the seats are so close together. Whenever someone wants to pass through the aisle, everyone has to stand mm. up. It's it's just it's a terrible thing. Then you go to three hosts. So on the night of the three hosts, it was Ash. Chief Corti, Gemma Griffiths. I'm forgetting the third host. Right uh, the third remember. host was Charlene. Charlene, right? Charlene Mangweni Furusa. No, mm. at I think only until the end did I ever hear Charlene's mic on. There were times where I'd see the camera cut to her and she'd be speaking, but I couldn't hear. What? And then, yeah. Then there was also moments in between awards and or in between sections where, which I think you noticed, there was just dead silence. Like, an, an, an in between, because like you hosts would come out and they'd present like a, a batch of awards. It would be like three mm-hmm. awards, right, mm-hmm. at a time. And then there'd be a transition. And in that transition, I'm not sure on TV now if during that transition they then cut to ads or they cut to... So on TV, like they, they the had a, it, it was like, um, uh, it was like a video sequence thing that they were playing on TV. Yeah. Yeah. So like in, in the auditorium, you notice there would just be like dead silence. And I found that odd because in previous years and in, in normal, normally you'd probably just have like a regular backtrack or something that you'd play, which I also found very weird. Because but that only, that, that, most Nama. of the time there was something playing, Phil. It was only a couple of times when there was nothing. Most of, most of those transitions, yeah, there was something playing. Okay, but even those gaps... Oh, wait, those gaps are numerous enough for me to notice. And the, the reason why I bring this up is it, 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 it became more highlighted because there's a Nama song. And then there was a gap towards the end of the program. I, I think there was a delay when they were setting up the stage and then they started playing that song to fill in that mm. gap. To me, I was just like, this was a missed opportunity because even if you're struggling to say, okay, which songs do we put in this block? You've got a Nama song. Just play that in between transitions. It's fine until we get annoyed with it. Just so that you keep the energy up. Because the other thing, as I'm sure you noticed, is the way that they, they timed out the awards, it, it was weird in terms of energy because they started with some music and entertainment awards, which got the crowd hyped up. And then they went to the sculpture and and uh, literature awards which the crowd had no idea about then they went to the journalism awards which brought some of the energy back and then they went to the skits and then it went back down a bit again and then towards the crescendo towards the end with the the music awards so the timing of that was i i think was a bit off then I think that's pretty much my critiques. Outside of that, I actually enjoyed the awards. I agree with you. I don't think they were as polished as last year's awards. Um, the performances uh, weren't, weren't as, I don't think there were as many as well. There weren't as many performances. They weren't as clean. I wish XQ set had been longer, especially if the whole preamble to that set is, hey, 21 years in the game, we're honoring a legend. Let the legend run through his catalog. Nah, Phil. Like, for, for an awards show, XQ was on for just about 10 minutes. That, like, dude, yeah, 10 that, minutes performance at an awards show that's four and a half hours long. Like, come on, man. And you want it to be longer. So, nah. The, the issue, the, no, the issue, no, the issue there is the musical direction because he's doing two verses and two choruses. He should have done chorus, verse, Next song. Oh, chorus, 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 chorus. Which is, which the, I'm also the, fine the, the with. I think that's also cool. Around. But I think, honestly, I think that's splitting hairs. It's a, it's a case of a preference because the songs that he did do, I think sat with everyone well. 
And yeah, but they were older, to a certain know. extent, I would agree. Maybe it's better if he had done more, but I, I feel like that those are small, like it's now depends on what did XQ want to do versus what did, uh, you know, the, the director say he should do and whatever agreement they came to overall XQ had a great performance. Um, I, I really enjoyed hearing his music. Uh, I really enjoyed that. He brought out um, three features for his songs, three major features for his major songs. I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed um, Aishan's performance although I didn't like the way they did the One Call Away collaboration with Gemma. I, th- I feel like Gemma should have gone on stage and yeah. not done that whole remote thing that they did. I know they were, they were doing this whole FaceTime thing or whatever. That's, uh, eh. you, you just reminded me of the other thing. I, uh, I don't know if it was the sound or I don't know if maybe her voice was tired. But yeah, Gemma's vocals sounded weird. Yeah. During that so I, I, well, I do want to see what it sounded like on, on TV. Um. I do recall like in the hip hop set uh, when St. Flo came on, I could barely hear him from where I was sitting. But then when I watched, I, yeah, I, I rewatched it on TV and it was sounding perfect. It sounded excellent. So there, there, there was a time where Leo Magos, I could, I, I could see him talking, but there was nothing. I was like, yo, did they kill his mic? Yeah. <laughs> so what I will say is Napoleon did say that as much as we're going to try and make sure that the experience at the venue is good, our one, our number one goal is TV. So the priority for sound is TV. The priority for visuals is TV. The priority for uh, the flow of things is TV. So after we've set that up as our main priority, then everything else, yeah, we'll also try to make the, inter- the like the the venue. So like I did understand that there were some things that weren't hundred percent optimized for us being in there, which I think is the way it should be. And the the because I did watch the performances on TV and they sounded great. That was in the in the Facebook live stream, mm. so I have to give them props for that. And I mean, it it overall looked good. Um, I mean, obviously, we're not yet the Grammys or anything like that. There's still so much room to go in terms of of perfecting a lot of things. There's one thing I wanted to ask you about, um, and it's been a trending conversation, and I do feel like it's a stupid conversation. But hey, if people are talking about it, let's talk about it real quick. Um, I believe it was Jackie Garandi who posted on her Instagram and her Facebook that she was very disappointed with Zimbabweans dressing. We have such a long way to go. And if we continue to big up mediocrity, we'll never reach the rest of the world. It was terrible. Fashion and everything was terrible. I remember reading that and thinking, um, I mean, I won't, I thought people showed out. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I suppose I didn't think too much about it, but like in general, I did like people really dressed up and showed out. Some some outfits were ridiculous, which I guess is the point to get people talking. Other people had really exquisite dresses and exquisite outfits. And I mean, you know, and then like a lot of people were like, yeah, I know for sure she's speaking the truth. And I did notice that the people who were saying that were people who are not there, by the way. Um, so they're obviously basing it on the pictures they saw and which is fine because the pictures must look more glamorous than in person. But I remember being there in person. I didn't think that people were not dressed glamorously. I didn't think that at all. What did you think in terms of people's outfits? Actually, the opposite. I, I was actually impressed. I was That's, like, people really showed out. It, it was, which, which is, I don't even want to touch on it, but these, the, the weirdo. You know, the, the, the funny thing is, I was actually commenting with Lady Care about this. Uh, so we're sitting and then people are walking by. And they, they dressed exquisitely, but very flamboyantly. And I was like, ah, like people showed out, huh? Yeah. And, and I'm like, yo. And to me, I was like, 
there's a permanent secretary and a minister right there. And there are there are people walking by dressed like this. I'm like, look at the pro- look at how progressive we have become as a nation. I literally said that. I'm like, look how progressive we are. But little did I know what social yes. media had been waiting for me. Juntao. Juntao <laughs> had chicken bones on his outfit. Mm. Ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. Where? Where where have you seen that, Jackie? <laughs> so I don't know if I, I you know what, I don't I don't know if I want to share this too. I think I, I can't remember if I if I've told if said this on the podcast or not, but so I haven't spoken in a very long time, but many, many years ago, um, when we, you and I were staying that's together. That's cool. That's cool, Gemma. Oh. Someone brought Jackie. Mm-hmm. Uh, call, Gemma. I was trying to think who to call from now, man. I was like, oh yeah, Gemma. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. We, tell we, your story. I, in fact, I, I should call Jackie. Jackie actually came to the spot and this person was like, yo, Phil, I've got, I've got ja- uh, this person, Jackie, like help us make her a star. And I genuinely didn't know what to do. I genuinely, and it's not me being shady. It's like, I, I was just like, yo, I, I don't know how to position it because at the time she was trying to become like a news reader. And I was like, so, but one thing I'll admit is I've always linked, uh, whenever I meet with her, Jackie's actually a nice person, real dope. That's she fact. is, right? One thing I but do. But social media. Eh? Yeah. But one, but but one thing I also know about Jackie is Jackie is very intelligent. Jackie understands social currency and the currency of conversation. So, because of that, I always view certain things that she says with that lens. that she's not being it's like. Yeah, does okay, she? I hear you. Yeah, does she? Does she really believe that? Oh, is Jackie doing what she does best, which is making sure she's always top of the conversation, because. I don't even was she at the numbers? I don't nah, remember I seeing see her. There. I don't was she there? Was there? I don't think she was there. So Dan, so Dan, look, if if my goal is to be conversation and I'm not at the the award show, and how do I find a way to insert myself into the conversation Daddy. about an award show or wasn't that? Bam. Hey Gemma, you're live on the podcast. Gemma! Hey. Uh, you are so lucky I picked up the phone. What would you podcast boys do if I didn't pick up the phone for your show? <laughs> <laughs> You're the, you're the, you're, you're the only celebrity who picks up our call. Anyway, we're we're reviewing Hi. the Nama Awards. Um, okay, cool. D- did you see Gemma Phil in her purple? I I, I did see the ensemble. She was up there. She was upstairs. Gemma. She was away from you. <laughs> I looked a little bit like a disco ball. I'm not gonna lie. Nah, you looked you looked excellent, amazing, Gemma. And well, thank you, so, thank you so much. To, to be 100% honest, uh, we're, we were trying to call people who were at the NAMA Awards because we were trying to figure out, like, apart from our experience, what did people think? How was it? How was the whole experience? I was like, oh, of course, Gemma. Honestly, of course. No, so, it, was, mm-hmm. it was my favorite one yet. Honestly, I think the production was crazy. It was so, so well done. Mm-hmm. So well done. And the music, actually. The music arrangement was insane. Honestly. It was my favorite. And I was hosting it, so it was like, yeah, so you're not biased at all. Not biased at all. Not biased at all. You know, no, because I got to see the behind the scenes, like proper, proper, you know. Um, but it was really cool. Really, really loved it. Yeah. Honestly, I enjoyed my time there. And I've, I've seen a couple of people complain and I'm trying to understand what it was about specifically. Were of they course, not there? I mean, a, f- <laughs> a few people were there. I mean, obviously it wasn't perfect. Um, like I'll give an example, like during your performance, the mic was, I don't know if it was like it was lower than usual or something like that. But when yeah, I when I watched I it back, yeah. yeah, when I watched it back on um on the Facebook live stream, it was like full on proper. But anyway, oh amazing, yeah. 
So, and in terms, I want to hear your thoughts on like people's outfits. Did pe- how did people's outfits? Yeah, in general. Um, uh, did you see Madame Bosses? <laughs> Who could not? I tried not to. It was it, it, it took- wild. It was so it took- wild. It was like I don't know how she got in the car, but it was really cool. Like I'm, I'm glad people are going all out. You know, um, it's super fun. To I think see I think she came with a lorry. She she she, I, she came with a lorry pickup truck. Yeah, she must. Yeah, have. She, 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 she was must she have. was in the back of her petite thirty five. No, but it was it was, <laughs> it was it was something else. I'll tell you that. But it was really yeah. It was that was super cool. Um, I love the stage outfits. Um, everyone's stage outfits were crazy. Did you see Leo Magwas's? Um, oh, you mean his shirtlessness? On, yeah, his, no, no. When he was wearing his shirt, you bananas. Um. That was really dope. I actually like. I want to get a girl version of that. To be honest, that stylist. I think it was Minister of White Linen. He's crazy. The the is that the red one? The red all red outfit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he did a lot of like he did my stage outfit. He did a couple of people's stage outfits, um, and he did a really good job. I I honestly think people showed out with their. I honestly think like I remember walking yeah, around like did. like damn okay okay, and a lot of them were local designers, you know so. I think that's cool. I think people yeah, looked cool. It's super cool. It's super cool. I'm not going to tell you where I got my dress because that's the biggest secret of the lot, man. Hilarious. Everyone got theirs designed and I, mm. yeah, mine is, mine is not designed at all. <laughs> I just found it. <laughs> as long as, as long as it looked good. Um, also, uh, you mentioned the performances. I think the performances were fire, honestly. Um, I will yeah, say last year's closing performance, that whole Nati O and Nyasha David performance, uh, to me, topped these ones, but I really enjoyed these ones, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I don't remember exactly what happened Actually, in it. But these I mean, these you are your know. colleagues, sorry, man. I know. No, they're all, I mean, they're all incredible. Amara told it, but um, yeah, you know, Nati brings fire. He always does. What didn't you like, Gemma? What didn't I like? Um, uh, not winning. <laughs> Probably. At least she's honest. You know what? There you go. I, there I, you I, go. I respect that, Gemma. Can All I tell right. you what I did At like, though? I honest. could wear sneakers under my dress and no one knew. Mm, no, we knew because you, oh, wow. you were shorter than, than when you were wearing heels. No, you, they were platform. That's a lie. That's why I know that's a lie. <laughs> they were platform. Big ones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys uh, are so naughty I can't believe you're phoning me mid-podcast No, no, uh, you must always be ready If we have uh, your number in our phones You must stay ready for a call on the podcast Yeah, I know if you're calling You, you, that, you, want, that, you want to get some juice out of me, man No that, you, know, <laughs> you know what I realized <laughs> Did I tell you the story? I think, I think Gemma has me on a, on a broadcast list And she forgets I'm on it Because there's a time she invited me to something And then when I RSVP'd She just stopped replying and I was trying to call. <laughs> it's like I'm at the Shut gate. Up, Phil. <laughs> no, am I, am I you, lying, Gemma? You're like, you're like, am I late? And I'm like about three months late, bro. <laughs> it was in January. No, Gemma. Uh-uh. I, uh, 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 okay, that's cool. It's cool. Okay, it's these cool. are other I'll catch you around. I'll catch you around. Thank you, Gemma. We just, we're just trying to find out people who were there and what the situation was like. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. Shout out to you for well, hosting as well. Thanks for me. Send me this episode, please, boys. No worries. Thank you very much for taking the jobs okay. of MCs. Um, you know. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm putting it on my CV. So watch out. Yeah, then. yeah. You see. All right. <laughs> bye bye. Big love, boys. Have a good one. Bye. 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 Love you.
I don't know. There's something wholesome about the way she calls us boys. It's just, you know. <laughs> just like, ah. Hey, boys. Uh, so, yeah. I think, I think let's, let's run through these winners. So, outstanding newcomer went to do... It's still weird because it's three artists and they're not a group, which makes no sense. But anyway, outstanding newcomer went to Leah Magos, Blink for and Brian Jack. To me... If they if if they actually had formed the fire emoji boys, would have been, a given would have been a given, well deserved. Yeah. Well deserved. Um, so, uh, what do you think of the fact that Leo yeah. Magos never mentioned the other two? I don't know if that's. I'm not a big fan of policing who people must mention, but it. To be to be fair, I, I don't. I don't like. The whole thing is weird. I need. I think that if we ever get. Either Napster or Panache or Tinashe or someone from JCMC or the Namas, we need to ask what <sighs> happened here. Why is why are the three individual artists? Well, not a collective. Why is it nominated? Because if it's on the strength of Fire Emoji, Fire Emoji, it's Leo Magos featuring these other artists. So it's my song, and Didiga. Obviously, the other artists made the song big. He what whatever's going on behind the scenes. It's not my business. I don't care. Whoever he decides to thank, not my business. That's his business. Obviously, it would be nice to thank your collaborators, but we don't know why he mm. didn't. Maybe he forgot. Maybe there's an issue there. I don't know. Who am I to say, how you think? Dude, that, those are your ones. You, what you're saying also makes sense for song, like outstanding song. But for outstanding newcomer, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's saying? a weird so situation. It, it might, it, it, even worse... Was it on that award or was it song of outstanding song where Yaya did a little mama on the stage? And then we're like, and then it reminded me, oh, because of Steers. <laughs> you see how Steers are still getting traction. I didn't even think steers about that. Is that still the getting traction? Okay, anyway, yes, that was outstanding newcomer. I was trying to I was trying to I was trying to connect the dots. I was like, oh yeah, Steers. I know maybe she feels she's part of the squad. <laughs> uh, outstanding newcomer, Leo Magos Blinkford and Brian Jack. Outstanding female musician yeah. went to Dorcas Moyo. This was funny because where we were in our section, there was a there was a fairly nice yeah, squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got really hyped up. In fact, almost, you know, I didn't realize. Then I didn't realize fairly nice man is by Kush. Oh, word! I don't know. Well, she's she's on the Kaya Defero. I don't know who that should be Kush. Yeah, yeah. But shout out to fairly nice. She's actually an incredible vocalist, and she's cool peoples. Yeah. Um, yeah. How Sandra Dem Debele got in there? Come on, guys. Let's be. Look. Guys, representation for the guys. Outstanding male musician went to Freeman ah. who refused to answer my phone call. Let me try call him again. No, no, I'm not going to try. Mm-hmm. Um, no, nah, you've, got, you've got a double call then. Dan, do you care about our <laughs> listeners? Double call. That's embarrassing, man. Okay, <laughs> double call. <laughs> Are you sure that's the number he's using? I, I'm not. It's the number I have. It's got his, it's got his face as a profile picture. So. You're right. Oh, you're right. Let me try vocal. Let me go through vocal. <laughs> but, but that's just like three degrees of separation. <laughs> uh, he actually cut me. He didn't even. He didn't even let it ring. Ah, uh, studio. Um. All right. Who else we got? Um, but yeah, I, I think I think Freeman Freeman deserved that. Uh, even though Mark Ngwazi took over TikTok. Um, I think. I don't know. Maybe 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 it's the it's the saloon in me. But if I'm to say a Zim sound. That is conscious, commercial, and exportable. I'd say Freeman is yeah. there. You know what I mean? 
Um, yeah, outstanding song. Went to fire emoji. No questions. I I would have been shocked. It didn't. Um, outstanding album. David and Goliath by Freeman. Amazing. Outstanding music video. Fight for me. If you guys have not seen this video, it's actually an incredible video. Yeah. If you guys have not seen, do you know like even the so when I was submitting for our stuff, the only place I thought okay, talking about Guana Papa outstanding video, and then when I saw the nominees, I was like I can't even be mad. I wasn't even mad. I was like, yeah, all these videos are amazing. Free, Freeman responded when, and he said, can you type? So I guess we're not, we're not going to call him. No, just... just I did, I did. Say I did. We're on radio. We to, <laughs> no, I'm not going to say on radio. I'm going to say I want to get you on the podcast. Philip, don't, um, don't judge. Anyway, so... So yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. The, the, um, honestly, the, that, that video a fire music was a video. Man. And congratulations to Kalai. Um, who knows? Perhaps we shall collaborate sometime in the future. Mm. Should we call that? Let me call Kalai. Why yeah. not? We're going to call all the... Philip, we're calling everyone. This is the calling people episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like she's married or anything and it's 9pm. Is she married? Is I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'm married. It's okay. It's okay when a married man calls a married woman. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I feel we need to start getting pulled in these streets. I know. We've got pulled. <laughs> the thing is, we don't plan this out. So, like, had we planned it in the afternoon, we would have said, like, yo, 9 p.m., be ready for the call. Everything is spur of the moment. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, Aish, I'm going to have to explain to a lot of people why I was calling them this time. All right. Uh, people's Choice. Uh, people's Choice, The Office, Shigumira. Is, was that, was, I don't know. Was that the, the comic? That, so, that was the, the TikToker. So, um, uh, okay. This is a very I, interesting one. I had no one. idea what this guy was. <laughs> so this is this is actually worth talking about. So this is this is People's Choice. People's Choice is an open award. There's no there's no um, criteria. Anyone can be. So initially they have a period where they have nominees. So people just send in their potential votes, and um, yeah, I mean you know, and then uh, and then. Hold on a second. Give me one sec. Yeah, as in people just send in send in their nominations, and when they get nominations, it's just votes, and it's all arts. So this is the first time that a skits actor or even a non musician, and I I don't know if that's accurate, but I think it's correct. The first time that a non musician has won People's Choice might be worth mm. might be worth looking a bit more into that. But yeah, apparently he is a, a TikToker. Let me see if I can get his TikTok name. Um, AKA my Anzi, my kitty, Anzi, kitty Ford, my kitty Ford, my kitty Ford, my kitty Ford. My kitty Ford. My kitty Ford. Mm. Um, he also won outstanding online, no outstanding skit comedian skits. Um, but yeah. So uh, congratulations to him. I think that's a big deal that the first first People's Choice Award to a non-musician goes to a TikToker. I feel like that's wild. Um, mm. But uh, very interesting. Very interesting on that one. Continuing with our winners list. Um, um, okay. Uh, outstanding artist in the diaspora went to, Fara, to Tafara Nyatsanza, which I was like, oh, I thought that was a shoe in for Shasha. But then again, um, 
any other yeah, actually DJ Ola from Star FM aka Owen Madondo one outstanding journalist radio um There's the, I think Sanera, there, not, we're now you're skipping over a very important discussion there Dan mm-hmm. DJ DJ Ola is not a journalist he's a broadcaster and I think the Namas are doing themselves and the industry at large a big disservice by conflating broadcasters and journalists so this isn't necessarily conflation and this is how it was addressed once upon a time to be on radio or to be on tv you had to be a qualified journalist so now obviously the times have changed and so on it is probably in their best interest to change that to outstanding broadcaster or outstanding presenter or whatever the case is or if it's going to be journalist then it must be about journalism right um but the address was because nama in general is not able to get into the nitty gritties um it's basically everything radio everything tv whereas other awards ceremonies could potentially have outstanding journalist outstanding broadcaster outstanding presenter outstanding producer etc cetera, etc cetera. um but i i do agree with you that it's it it is in their best interest to change the wording but it is just semantics to be fair um mm-hmm. outstanding online media went to nash tv outstanding uh what's you why are you glossing over 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 all the good talking points what man? are the good talking points why are you which ones over? i don't did you did you see tinashi mutarisi's post what did he say i think he basically said um air ground you guys are better than me at this bus stop you started this i don't know how i won <laughs> and then people were like yeah if you look at the list of sponsors Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. <laughs> well, well, look, you know. To be fair, I don't know if because I mean we were one of the sponsors and our presenter didn't win for outstanding journalist radio. But anyway, yeah. But but how did you guys? Did you guys sponsor with radio time, or did you guys sponsor with something that would affect the look? Bottom? doesn't it doesn't matter what the currency is the point is there was sponsorship that was put in place mm. uh con- hey, but i did see uh, the zfm squad came out hey, hey, i saw i saw Lisa, i saw i saw noxy hey. no, no, how, how many birds did noxy kill for that outfit i asked her in fact, that you should phone her and ask her. <laughs> shame she has to be up how many ostriches had to die <laughs> i asked her that question at the awards and my wife thought i was rude And I was like, no. See, Dan, this, this is why. This why. This, this is why you get me. You know, you get me. No, I was like, I was like, no. They they expect it from me, you know, because I've spent years cultivating this devil may care attitude. So people always say, nah, it's just Dan. He doesn't. He's not. You know, he doesn't. He doesn't mean bad. You know. Speaking of which, you mentioned this was the hard launch. This was indeed the hard launch. Myself and my wife appeared. Boom on the red carpet. Boom inside. Introductions to everybody. I I want to congratulate everyone who behaved and didn't. Dan, yeah, hi, good to see you. Everyone was behaved, and I want to thank you for mm-hmm. all being adults mm-hmm. and <laughs> mature. Look at this. Let me translate this to to people who don't get. What Dan is saying here is in the most arrogant, and he's trying to pretend like he's something arrogant. What's he saying? Yo, shout out to all my old hoes <laughs> that saw me with my boot thing. Not at all. That didn't, That's that not, didn't make things awkward for me when I went <laughs> That's home. That's not what I'm Shout saying. out to y'all for behaving, playing your positions, <laughs> and making sure I didn't sleep on the couch that night. I appreciate y'all. <laughs> the real translation is 
obviously in the entertainment industry, we know a lot of people. And sometimes people may get too familiar. But because my wife was present, everyone was respectful. That's all I'm saying. Thank you very much for being respectful. Mm-hmm. I had to give her the pep talk before right, we went right, in. I was like, listen, right. baby, you're about to enter my world. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, do you know what? Actually, is she still free? Because I'd love to get her take. Because th- this was the first introduction to a, a Zimbabwean event. And maybe I'm being an ignorant. I'd love to hear what, what her thoughts were about HICC as a whole and the event. So she said, so, okay, you have to remember. Um, she she's not coming from air quotes entertainment or media industry. So she didn't, even when she was in Cape town or in South Africa, she didn't go to awards shows and that kind of thing. So this was, this was somewhat a new experience. I mean, she did go to like shows and stuff, but you know, it's not like she, she was a regular at awards shows and stuff. So she can't really compare essay and Zim in that regard. But on the overall, at the end of it, she was like, huh, I enjoyed that. When's the next one? I was like, listen, baby, um, the next one's going to have to be next year because the other events uh, in between. No, but we're going to the Zimmers. We have to support the Zimmers. Of course we have to support, but... <laughs> you know, I felt comfortable saying, Namas, ah, let's go. Napoleon is doing it. Let's go. Zimmers. Hey. Mm. Oh, it's, it's, well, it's not also because you're getting paid to be there? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, when I was saying let's, you know what I mean? What twenty? Oh, Dan! You just reminded. I can't believe I was gonna let this go. So, it's also difficult because the Namas are family. Like genuinely, Napster was one of our first guests. Of the in fact, he was a, a guest host way back <laughs> of the podcast in the early exactly. days. Napster is fam, and the, shout out to them. Shout out to Napster. Shout out to Panache. They 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 always show love to us, and we try and reciprocate that love. And as you said, there's a lot of things that are under the control. So I think, and especially with Napster, Napster is more focused on the TV aspect. So, and the TV aspect always seems to be on point. However, so I was sitting, I was literally sitting in the same seats we were sitting last year, Dan, mm-hmm. if you remember. And I saw someone walk in, walk into your section where the, the hosts and the nominees mm-hmm. were. And they had a bag and the bag had a bunch of cleaning products. So in my mind, I was like, okay, little little weird, but it must be someone on the staff um, taking cleaning products to make sure that they, they clean up mm-hmm. the venue, right? Then towards the end of the show, nominees started leaving early. And I saw people that won. So they're carrying the awards, they're carrying the certificate, and then they're also carrying clear plastic bag and it's not a branded plastic bag it's not a tote bag it's not a gift bag it is literally a clear plastic bag with a knot at the top and in this clear plastic bag with a knot at the top is an assortment of cleaning products Mm -hmm. and then it hit me the cleaning products are a hamper for winners uh. Are you also connected yeah. to the dots now? Is, it now, is there something? I mean, is, is it now adding up for something you saw on the night as well? I mean, I didn't notice and that. That's but when oh. I was like, and that's when I was like, yeah, 
Zimbabwe Mawan. I understand obviously obviously some cleaning um company sponsored yeah. the awards. And I have absolutely no issue with with winners being given cleaning products as a prize. That is perfectly fine. But why are they being presented in a clear plastic bag tied with a knot at the top like it's garbage or they just want a a a, a, a Unilever hamper at the supermarket and be, why do they have to get it that night? Like if it's something like that, why not call them and say, hey, if you're able to, come by our offices on Monday. We've got, we've got or, a hamper at least, for you. It's not appropriate to give you now. At least package them in like a bag, like a, you know, like a, you know, those kind of like award what, bags. Like yeah. A, like a gift, exactly like a gift bag. Or, because maybe it's here, because, it's, because keep in mind, I, I, I'm not even going to front. There was a lot of cleaning, but they, they had it all. They had the, 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 the domestos. <laughs> they had the handy andy. They had the dishwasher. They had the floor cleaner. Uh, like, personally, if I want, I would be chuffed. I'm like, ah, you guys have got me. Like, I would, that would be a nice, that would be a nice little, little trigger. But Nyasha would be so happy. Present it to me. But present it to me, you know, like, why are you, are you, are you now I've got to walk out the most prestigious event and I'm a winner. So that means I'm going to get stopped by press. I'm going to get stopped by other nominees. <laughs> I'm walk past the red carpet. Like, like I literally just came from Jaggers doing my monthly <laughs> Shame, man. But I think that's emblematic of some of the issues we have. Like to someone who's maybe not exposed. It's a small thing. It's like, uh, okay, yeah, of course, a sponsor's coming, giving us prizes, like in isolation, great. Sponsor's giving us product to give and we're now giving our winners something so the winners can feel acknowledged and they're getting something. But then that last mile of, yo, now that we have this prize, how do we present it to the winner? And that's where the mistakes were made. So it's just like small things. Small, small things. Yeah, if 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 Napoleon and them weren't working for a bigger corporation, I I I I think we'd volunteer for free. But I'm gonna beg as well. like let us come on as consultants. You know, we are very we are very reasonable now. It's reasonable, right? Just uh, I mean, just just allow us to see your plans. Change it. Do this. Change it. Change it. Do this. Change it. Do this. Cut two thousand. We go mm. quick, quick. But otherwise, um, yeah. I, 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 in terms of the winners, I was really happy with the winners. And I think we're glossing over the big moment. I think the, the biggest two BT bump, uh, probably in history. Maybe, ah, you know, but it's, it's up there. Finally. And you and I know the backstory because, you know, I, I, we can say it now because he's finally on it. But Kandoro's been trying to win a Nama for time. Ah, there's so many times Kandoro's been hurt. Like, oh, I can't believe it's getting like not even, not even nominated. Mm. And the funny, the even funnier thing is, I was watching the stream, and I was watching the delay of the stream, and I saw it, and then I screenshot it, and I sent it to Kandoro, and he was genuinely shocked. I was like, "Wait, you you didn't know?" And I was like, "Dude, this is the first time I'm seeing this." <laughs> so I'll take credit in letting him know that he was nominated, and obviously it was dope seeing him win it on stage. Oh. I don't know why you wanted to tempt fate. I don't know why. Like, why couldn't you just let a sleeping dog's like Just take your win, my guy. Why did you? <laughs> for those of you who are wondering, but King Kandoro, King Kandoro, part of King Kandoro's set for the past few years 
has been targeted at Nick Mangwana, the permanent secretary in the Ministry of Information, Publicity and Broadcasting Services. Um, so when King Kandoro won Outstanding Comedian, he went up on stage to collect his award. You could see he was overjoyed. And he decided to end it by pointing into the audience, pointing at Nick Mangwana and saying, I would like to thank the permanent secretary, Nick Mangwana. I've got the video here. Let me yes, play. please. One. That's Sean. Yeah, I've got a video of Dan cracking useless jokes. By the world around them. And they do this through the pages. And for those of you who are not reading, try a children's book, maybe. The nominees are. <laughs> that, was, that was poor. Let's <laughs> try a children's book. Outstanding children's book. <laughs> But I, 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 could, I, 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 could see, I, I could see the training from the, the theocratic ministry school. I was there. It was there in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also want to thank the minister of time, Nick Mangwana. My career wouldn't be here without you. <laughs> King Kando. Hey, man. Congratulations, King Kandoro. Finally winning a Nama. And he, uh, the whole time afterwards, he was saying, and just won't get then. And I was like, mm. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, hey, uh, if anything, you're now high on the rate. <laughs> but yeah, man, shout out to him, man. That, that was dope. Uh, that really made me happy. I think the past two years, Dan, our, our faves have been winning. Remember like how we went crazy for Natio last year? Yeah. No, uh, Natio, uh, my man. Natio ish. So, no, I'm, I'm talking about us. Dan, did you watch, did you watch the TV broadcast? Yeah, I did. Did you, did you see how crazy yep, we looked on yep, the TV yep, broadcast? Yep, yep, yep. We're not yep. He even said <laughs> he even said he could see us from the stage. Do you remember when we spoke to him after the after the guy <laughs> and I could see you guys big up me brethren. Also, also shout out to to uh, our other our other peoples, Sean Mundawarara, who won Outstanding Actor in the Theatre Awards. Uh, he was also quite chuffed. He's been mm-hmm. he's been posting all week. I don't know if you've seen the the trend of people going to bed with their Nama Awards. Um, I want to also give a shout out to. I, know, I, I like Leo Mago's post. That was funny. The what? <laughs> that was, that was funny. Leo uh, Mago's <laughs> post was funny. Yeah, that was <laughs> so also, so uh, one of the there were two people who were sitting in the section for award presenters because they're also award presenters. That's Eddie Sandifolo, who's uh, an actor, prolific actor, a legendary actor, and Malaika Mushand. I think it's Malaika Mushandu. She's the former Miss Zimbabwe. And she was also one of the award presenters. And I think she's an actress in one of the movies. Anyway, they, apparently there's some tea or some kind of like, like inside, I don't know, going on with the, because with the movie, the TV and movie awards that were coming out, they were like, yo, like um, outstanding screen production, short length film, outstanding screen production, full length film. Uh, Ngoda won, by the way, for outstanding screen production, full length film, uh, which also happens mm. to be, I think the actors for outstanding actress and outstanding actor in the movie awards. I think for, for three days were in also, were, Yeah, it was three days in March because they literally went. They literally won. They went backstage, and as they were coming back around, they won yes. again. So they just went back. So the director and also they 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 won for that movie. So um, we have to check it out. Apparently, it's a good movie. So let's see. But uh, there's some tea. I'm going to go and do. I'm going to go dig a little bit and find out what's the tea because they were. Oh, they were they were mm. acting like there was some scandal there. They were shocked. I tell you, shocked. But um, mm. this this is what our listeners come here for, Dan. This is what we need to dig into. Let's do it. Investigate. Call us L Two Brook Tim Twimbos. 
Do you know? Well, actually, after you say yesterday, I was even thinking, you know, we need to change the name. I already got the name for us. I will tell you of it, but I think we need to do it this year. All right. So yeah, so those were the Nama Awards. Oh, one final thing. Um, as you know, I like to use the podcast as a place to to rant rather than to do it on my social media. Um, this is a short one. As I was following, because you know, I, I enjoy seeing people win so i was following up like who are the announcements and uh, you know I'd, I'd be trying to see like oh how are people responding and you know there's always the congratulations but there was also tons of people who were like who is this person i don't know this person the winner should have been this person and i'm just like how entitled and arrogant do you have to be to think that you know everyone in a particular field when you're not in that field you're just a regular person on twitter and you feel like you know all the theater actors or all the comedians or you know all the literature you know um, authors it's okay to say I don't know let me find let me google first let me find out who these people are and then have an opinion it's just so entitled and arrogant and stupid to be like I don't know who this is I don't think they should have won what you've just nullified your opinion by your lack of knowledge just wanted to rant about that and a lot of people but but i i i go back to once again dan social media emboldens a lot of people their opinions don't by your own admission their opinions don't matter so why be upset by opinions that don't matter social media brings out the worst in people people will say whatever they want because there's zero repercussion yeah don't give them the attention. Um, because what, uh, and I think, I think we, we, I've started doing it and it's partly also why I start putting my, my money where my mouth is, where for me to talk about something, I need to, I need to have skin in the yeah. game. I need to have proof. I need to have bona fides. Until then, I'm not qualified. Mm. So, if someone says something to me, I'll ask you, okay, what have you done that makes your opinion valid? What have you done that gives weight to your opinion? What has you done that lets me know that you know what the heck you're talking about? And for the most part, they don't. So then why bother? Because you're just upsetting yourself. You're wasting experience. That's valuable energy you could be using somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like more podcast recordings. Anywho, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's let's jump to this We Outside Starlink. Starlink might be coming. Yeah, Starlink might be coming, but Potres are, are, are definitely going to have a say and they might put a stop to that. Speaking of, did you see this all price increases? Yo! It's real. Oh, granted, you don't pay, so never mind. So um, went up. There's another interesting story. Speaking of, speaking of you... Phil, let's, right, let's, Ukraine, let's, let's, uh, let's wrap, let's wrap up demanded. the stories, Philip, please. Um, no, I'm, 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 just, I'm literally just discussing the headlines. Uh-huh. Uh, Ukraine is telling African students that they need to go back to Ukraine dodge bombs and finish their courses if they want their degrees. If not, they're going to get expelled. Nyaema uh, gets it's going to be a problem for a long time to come as Dan's light switches off, which, which I find perfect timing. I wish this was video. That would have been, that was, ah, that was perfect. There's something that you've wanted to discuss, Dan. You, you, you've been talking about this white people business. What's oh. going on? I don't know. I, I don't understand what's happening. Oh my God. Oh my God. Phil, are you ready for the tea? Are you ready for the tea? Ah, uh, you're ready for the day. What is happening? So, uh, long-time listeners of the podcast will know that once in a while, we like to delve into white people business. 
Uh, it's literally only happened, I think, twice before. But I think it's about time again, Phil. It's about time. So there's a few lessons that I want us to learn from this. Number one is men are the prize. Always. This is what you need to remember. Men are the prize. So here's the story. Justin Bieber is currently married to Haley Bieber. Haley Bieber, formerly before marriage, was Haley Baldwin, who's a supermodel. Justin Bieber's ex, who he dated on and off for 10 years or more, was Selena Gomez. Now, Selena Gomez is one of the most popular celebrities. I think she's a singer. Um, she's, she's a singer. She's a singer and actress. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she's in the world, one of the most popular people in the world. Anyway, there seems to have been, over the past few weeks, um, Mean Girls-esque back and forth going on between alleged friends, Hailey Bieber, and Selena Gomez. Ladies and gentlemen, you may want to sit down for this one. Now, as I've already mentioned to you, there would have been an assumption that there was bad blood between the two of them because, well, Selena Gomez is Justin Bieber's, aka Haley's husband's ex. However, they posted up a selfie and they hung out together apparently and were all like, nah, it's all love. That's my boo thing. That's my friend. The thing, the thing is, Justin Bieber had dated Selena Gomez for almost a decade. In fact, I think over a decade on and off. And then like a few months later after their last breakup, he just pops up married to Selena Gomez's friend, Haley Baldwin. That's neither here nor there. Apparently they claimed that there's no beef. So now this is what happened. It all began when Selena Gomez was jokingly telling her fans that she had accidentally laminated her eyebrows too much. So she posts up a picture of it. And I think she might even have gone on live. She was like, look at this. Look at how terrible this looks. Na, 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 na. Now, Haley Bieber and Kylie Jenner are BFFs. Kylie posts up uh, shortly thereafter a photo of her own eyebrows with the caption, this was an accident? So everyone was like, wait, are you talking about Selena Gomez? And she's like, what are you talking about? Selena Gomez? Did Selena Gomez post a picture of eyebrows? No, I'm talking about my eyebrows. And I was like, mm, we got our eyes on you. You know what I'm saying? Mm, you, you are on the case. You, you don't trust her. But, you, but her. you know, we are notice. We are notice now because you're trying to be a bit mean, girlsy, because there's no way you didn't know that someone mm. else, you know, mm. your fellow, your fellow celebrity had just made conversations about eyebrows and then you just so happened to. But anyway, that's okay. No problem. Mm. People mm. were now just watching that there was something going on, blah, 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 blah. Then, Haley Baldwin, Haley Bieber, apparently, along with some other friends, they posted up a video to their stories with Rema's Calm Down. The original mm. version without her so-called friend on it. Oh, oh, oh no, she did. Oh, I mean, she, oh my that's, God. that's, this you may so as well just, just, just tell us how you really feel about your friend. Because oh here we God. go, Phil. If, if I wanted to post a song by Shashel, mm. you as my friend, you are involved in the creation of a song. Why wouldn't I pick the song that you were involved in? Why would I deliberately pick a different one? Mm. Worse off, what if I were to pick a remix of the song that you worked on that you were not on? I mean, it's clear as day. Clear as day. Wake up, sheeple. It's clear that there's something funny going on over here. Um, Anyway. 
uh, it, oh, this explains. Oh, so this explains how Jordan Woods got involved. <laughs> Did you catch the? Jordan so the Woods thing update? is, so the people involved here, it was actually Pia Mia, who happens to be Kylie Jenner's friend. And remember, that's the same group of friends. That's Kylie Jenner, Pia Mia, and and Haley Bieber. And, and, and they to, all I, seem I, to I have ganged up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I need to draw an organogram. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, no, you got to do, you, you have to have, so I, I had to follow the story by posting up little post-it notes on my board and then like drawing like, you know, little bits of yarn <laughs> and, and stretching it out in between to try and follow it. <laughs> Either way, no one said mm. anything about it, but everyone was now watching what was going on, that there seems to be a little mm. bit of a pattern going keen on. Interest. Because, mm, 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 mm. Mm. anyway, mm. Um, after some time, Haley Bieber reshared PMES post. Uh, and with yeah. that song. Oh my god! Oh my god! They they might as well be catching. The thing is, might as well. Even if initially you may have not meant it, you definitely saw the discourse around it afterwards. And then after mm. seeing that discourse, you decide to share it. Well, um, Haley Bieber was perceived as the mean girl to Selena Gomez's oh cute and innocent and fun girl, so she lost one million followers. Wait, what? Yep. Well, Kylie J. Ki- oh, Tamar, 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 Tamar. Whoa. The story just got interesting. Whoa. Hold on. Tamar, 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 Tamar. Yo. And do you know what I find this funny? Do you know what I find this funny? Remember, just a few weeks ago, Dan, there was a very loud movement on social media to unfollow someone. And at the end of the day, I think that the final <laughs> lost follow count was like, what, 8,000? <laughs> So, 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 you, have you pictured the camps here, Phil? Okay. So, on the one side, we have Selena Gomez. And by the way, Selena Gomez is friends. Okay, we'll, we'll discuss that later. But Selena Gomez is that side. And now it seems like the mean girls are teaming up against Selena Gomez, right? We have Kylie Jenner. We have Pierre Mia. We have um, Hailey Bieber. Kylie Jenner is the one who lost a million followers because people perceived that she was being mean to Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez jumped up by 5 million followers because people were like, now we're here to support you, queen. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, um, this obviously led to a frenzied speculation of what's going on and na 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 and people are like, nah, there's definitely something going on behind the scenes. Um, and then people started trying to find, wait, if these people are so-called friends, why is it that they no longer follow each other? OMG. And Selena Gomez then went onto her social media and said, you know what? Her exact words, I'm too old for this. And she quit social media. Well, she took a break. It's just, it's, so she briefly deactivated her TikTok and I believe her Instagram. And uh, yeah, that's the, that's the situation as it stands. So this white people drama has gotten everyone crazy right now. Selena Gomez versus Hailey Bieber slash Kylie Jenner. It's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy stuff. Oh my God. I am on the edge of my seat and I cannot wait for next week's update. We've got to keep us updated, Dan. This has to be a new segment. I mean, who does she think she is? You know what I'm saying? Did you even know who Hailey Bieber was before she became a Bieber? <sighs> Come on now. Tell me about it. I'm dead. Cheers. It's just, it's, it's disrespect. It's just like the disrespect. Oh my God. 
Anyway, Dan, speaking of more white people news, guess who's coming to Zimbabwe? Red, red, white. Ooh, the colored people are going back wild. Because... But is, is it... Is it the full UB40? Well, obviously... Um, Jeez, uh, who, who died? Is it just Ali Campbell or is the full band? Well, they say the full band is coming. So, I mean... The band is made up of nine people, so all all nine coming. I don't know, maybe. So um, you heard right. So, yeah, Astro died. Sorry, sorry, Astro died. Yes, Astro passed away. The the famous English reggae band UB40 will be coming to Zimbabwe May the twenty fifth, Africa Day, uh, at the Old Hararian Sports Club. Uh, confirmed. Uh, will we be there, Philip? I without it, I'm actually thinking how to get my parents tickets. Like this is something I need to get my parents at. Like I have to get. I have if I if I'm a son who's done anything in his life, I need to buy tickets for my parents. So uh, according to Ali Campbell, in a statement about his show in Zimbabwe, which he posted on his social media, by the way, so you know you know it's real. Uh, when uh, he was describing what they're going to play, he says we will always play the classics like Red Red Wine and I Can't Help Falling in Love with You. But we like to change the beginning and end of the show. We will play Lean on Me. Maybe add three or four new songs. Okay. On behalf of the whole of Zimbabwe, Ali Campbell, I'm begging you. Don't play any new songs. I'm begging. <laughs> ah, if you want to see a deadpan response <laughs> from the audience. <laughs> this, is, this is my jam. Just going to skip ahead to that. This started my intense hatred for rodents. Um, do you want to hear? Do you want to hear some uh, interesting UB40 trivia, Phil? Go ahead. Let's hit me. Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. So hit UB40 me. have been to Zimbabwe before. So it's two years after independence. Yes, they have. Forty-one years ago, mm-hmm. nineteen eighty-two. UB40 were in Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. Yep. They took a famous picture at the top of the Matopos, perhaps, or it might have been Domboshawa. They basically took a picture above a hill. Mm-hmm. They love that picture so much it became the album cover for their next album, UB44. They just mm-hmm. kind of cartoonified mm-hmm. the picture mm-hmm. a little bit. But yeah, one of the album covers is a picture of UB40 in Zimbabwe. Lovely. Some uh, trivia for you there. <laughs> Indeed. Nice, nice. Um, Dan, have you watched Ant-Man yet? I have not. When are you going to watch it? Uh, I have been incredibly busy, but I do look forward to watching it. Perhaps this week. Yeah. Uh, so maybe this weekend. You should have come that day. Do, do you know? I'm not going to mention the day because I don't want people to think it, but I was literally the only person in the theater. I had the theater to myself and I had the whole giant theater. It was lovely. So I watched it alone. Mondays. The day, the day is Mondays. Ah. Phase... Phase four and phase five. Ah. No, no, no. I, I now know not to trust your ah. reviews because there's some things that you don't like, Phil, that were actually not bad. They were actually good. So I, and I love Ant-Man and Jonathan Majors. No, is in this art, is, art, art, is, art is subjective. So there's, there's nothing wrong with you and I disagreeing. That's fine. But for me, 
the issue I have here, and you might not have a problem, but for me, I do. It's it's just there's so much retconning going on right now. So, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? With a comic book movie, right? Or any movie. It's a movie based about a, a man who can shrink to the size of an ant but maintain his strength or, shrink to, uh, or, or grow himself to the size of a Gujira, right? So, obviously, it's not rooted in fact. It's not rooted in um, anything, anything that's scientifically plausible. But there has to be some sort of like cogent through line, right? Where I can subscribe to the tenets of the story and things make sense within that story. But even within that, there's so much stuff that just doesn't make sense anymore. And I think Jonathan Majors was amazing. Jonathan Majors is on a run. Like he's got four movies dropping within a two-month span that are probably going to change his career. So shout out to him. But hey, I don't know. I I I I'm struggling to even think when I'm gonna watch this movie next. Like I miss I miss the the days when I was in the theater for a Marvel movie and I couldn't wait to watch it again. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I think the the peak of that was definitely like um Infinity War and Endgame, where I watched it in South Africa. I remember in fact the day I came back. Remember, you literally remember that I literally landed at the airport and I met you and Nick and Jenny and them at the cinema. Mm. <laughs> and, I, and I was calling and I was calling the cinema to be like, yo, I'm late. Please restart the movie. <laughs> I missed that feeling. And I, I just haven't had that feeling in a long time. I think that's, that's, the, that's the major thing. I, I had the same feeling when Mandalorian came because Big, big Mandalorian fan. And this episode was just like, ah, guys, come on now. So watch Ant-Man. We'll talk about it. But, but yeah, it's not bad. It's just, it's just, it's just. Not, it's, I'll uh, probably go. I'll probably, I'll probably. Sheen, the Sheen ah, is no, wait. Okay. I'll try and find time to go, actually. That would be, it would be good to check uh, it out. Yeah. Have you started watching Your Honor yet? I have not. Oh gosh, ballet is back. Have you watched ballet? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I probably won't. Even. Let me see. I'll think about it. There's too many things to watch. How are you watching all these other things when you still haven't watched The Last of Us? Phil, you see now. Uh, I've already, speaking of my mental state, so um, shout out to the listeners. The listeners have been in touch. There's one particular listener who was like, uh, "Phil, I've got a voice note I'd like to send you. It's too long for Instagram. What's the two Tumba's email?" So I gave her the email. And she sent a long touching message via text. And then she sent an even longer voice note. And shout out to Christine for taking the time to record that. It was, it was very touching. Granted, the audio is terrible. I literally had to master the audio and like boost the volume. And then do unnecessary to bring up. For unnecessary to bring up. Just say thank you. No, it isn't. <laughs> but it was a four-minute message. And, and in that four minutes, I think she said she was lifting me in prayer at least 55 mm. times. Which had me thinking like, yo... How bad do I sound on the podcast? Because people are people are just praying for me. Like, granted, things are not great right now. I'll admit that. But I'll, I appreciate the, the prayers. But I'll be cool. I'll, I'll, hopefully, I think. I pray. I hope. Hmm? Uh, but, sh- but shout out to you and shout out to the new patrons. Shout out to Courtney, our, our, our latest patron. Uh, we appreciate the support. Uh, yeah. Dope. Shout out to Courtney. Let's check out some new music before we get out of here, Philip. Uh, Let's do it, bro. Let's do it. I have, I have one or two new songs. Let me just drop them for you here. Are these? Are, are, 
are, are these songs you've listened to that you know are dope that you've approved because we my listening session are going there. Well, two of them. <clears throat> Let me play them for you. Yeah. The first one here. Those are the ones those are the ones you are playing. By Pro G. Uh aka Pro G is the name. The song is called Neria. Uh, it's featuring Blackfin, Sokomatemai, and Blacksmith. Check it out. Pro Showmouse done. Yeah. I wanna make some money, but I'm feeling real capitalistic. Tick things off of my wish list. It's how I handle my business. TikTok, I don't really waste no time. I do this in an instant. Run, look at the distance. Moko pizza, any hand it's chain. I see. Shorty says she wanna invite me. Oh, I see. Now she tryna excite me. I told that sinner, get on your knees and pray to the God MC. Now go ye into the world and preach that nobody hard as me. My babo, gia no bad and change up. You couldn't fit in my sneakers. Mwadi pa bakandi sika, bakandi zoza, bakandi bika. Heka ni wado changa mire. Tise manja, pachino famba, pese muti chunga mire. Tiribe nyasha, tiribe haso. Tiribe haso. Tiribe grind. Tiribe grind. Kana manguma edu akurira. Chipata pata kuchaga rewind. Pane mataka angajida hundu. Pro G, it's called Neria, featuring Blackfin, Sokomatima, and Blacksmith. What do you think? I need to listen to it again. All right, it's there. It's in our notes. It's in our show notes. In our show notes. The other one is Petey the Ghost, featuring Simba Tags and Junior Brown. This song is called Layup. Check it out. Cause you always got your heart broken Now you won't say nothing 
Petey the Ghost featuring Simba Tags and Junior Breezy. The song is called Lay Up. Brand Measle. Hmm. A tune, in my opinion. Mr. Brown and Cubs at the Small are dropping a song. Uh, I think we'll play out with that, mm. actually, called Mashomo. Um, let me see. What, what should I add? There's a youngster called Payne Fresco. He just dropped a song called Majets. I don't know if you heard it. I haven't heard that song, but you, I remember you you mentioned Payne Fresco as a guy, a youngster on the come up that you were feeling. That's my jets, my paint of fresco. Hmm. What do you think of uh, what do you think of Mass um, AKA's new album? I love it. Yeah, I, I I cannot get over how much I love Company. Like that's all I've been playing. Mass Country. Mass Country is Company your favorite on the album? Ah, uh, ah, uh, Company. Com- and it's weird because Pop AKA never really resonated with me, but dude. The way he structured that song, oh my gosh. One girl not enough for me. Two girl not enough for me. That's we give It is a dope song. Uh I I, I really like that uh the Mbuzi freestyle and Sponono. Mm. <laughs> ah, yeah. yeah that, that's probably it's, just, it's a good one. I honestly I enjoyed the uh, album, I won't lie. I did enjoy that album. Mm. Um, yeah, all right. So uh, I guess we can take this opportunity to end things. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you very much for tuning to another episode of Two Broke Twimbles. You can support us simply by going to twobroketwimbles.com forward slash donate and signing up to the Patreon. You can be a Patreon member for just $5 per month. And uh, we will hooks you up with uh, whatever benefits we can coax up. Uh, but basically, you're just supporting the podcast. So thank you very much for doing so. Uh, in the coming weeks, we are... You know, I tried to get in touch with Freeman. I'm going to try and see if we can get some of the Nama winners into our Patreon group this week. I think that would be cool. Uh, if they don't come in directly, then maybe I can get them to at least answer some of the questions from the Patreon group. Just some of the benefits you get if you're one of the uh, Two Broke Timbo's Patreon uh, members, subscribers. It's just $5 per month. If you want to do more, you are very welcome. The minimum is $5. Um, and uh, it's a great group where we have some conversations about uh, African pop culture, just general situations that are going on. Some things that we can't even speak about on the podcast, but we're happy to talk about in that group. So if you want to join that WhatsApp group, or if you just want to support the podcast, twobrooktwimbles.com forward slash donate. You can also have do once-off donations. If you feel that this podcast hit my spirit, 
Just drop a young $100 zipapo. Kana $200 zipapo. Same link. Twobroketimbos.com forward slash donate. Mm. Uh, you can like, subscribe, follow, drop a comment. Please, comments are very helpful. Especially if you use Apple Podcasts to listen to this podcast. Just go into the Apple Podcast app uh, and then go to the comment section. Just scroll down and then, uh, yeah, then you just drop a comment for us. Just let us know, ah, that was great. I love Denny's voice. I don't like Phil's opinions. Stuff like that. And then you just give us a five-star review. We would appreciate it. You know, we actually we actually got a bunch of new reviews. I totally forgot to to shout them out. I saw them over the um, over the holidays. Here's a good one here from Stan Square DTM. Five stars. Look, listening at work might get you fired because of the random outbursts of laughter. Do with that information what you will. Man, shout out to you. Love that. Very nice. Very nice. Thanks much, Lee. Thanks much, Lee. Um. Yeah. So, uh, thank you very much, guys. We would appreciate your support. Uh, please drop a comment if you can. Um, and uh, we'll feature. We'll mention you in the podcast as well. Uh, anything else, Will? No. Um. Yeah. Just stay up. You know. It's it's never it's never it's never over, you know. It's always darkest before dawn and other such motivational quotes. I'm just saying this for myself really. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna make it done. And gonna, don't forget to go check out the private affairs podcast. After you finish this one, you can load up that one as your next one. Uh, thank you to them once again for sponsoring this podcast. And uh we're gonna be out of here. We're gonna sign out with that new song you said from Mr. Brown and who? Is that true? Capsat is small. He's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's an up and coming. He's an up and coming uh, producer. You know. He's doing yeah, never heard of him. All right. So uh, we'll yeah. catch you in the next one. We out. <laughs>